I'm AJ, and we're recording episode 81 of a weekly podcast directly to you on YouTube.com slash directly to you. You know, I'm joined by Parker as always. Hello, Parker. Yo, what's up? It's that's the me. Yup, and we're collectively joined by Luis. Hi, uh, I'm new his here. His YouTube channel. Yes, he is. <laughs> That's how guests occasionally do. Uh, he makes Nintendo stuff like us, but he does like reviews mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, like, if, if that's the sort of thing that you're into, you should check them out. Link to the description. It'll be in the end card. You know, all the fun YouTube jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do have to do housekeeping as usual. You can support this channel and this podcast by becoming a member on youtube.com slash fanatics4 for $4.99. You get exclusive emotes, you get loyalty badges, you get gaming time with us, you get free switch keys from time to time, you get access to our supporters on Discord. You can join our regular Discord if that's your cup of tea and you don't want to give us money. And if you want to support us but not directly give us money, give us give us Jeff Bezos' money by going to twitch.tv slash fanatics4 and subscribing through your Twitch Prime subscription which you can get by linking your Amazon Prime to your Twitch account. And that's all the housekeeping stuff. True that. So, you guys playing any video games? Oh, every day. I feel like I, I don't stop. Uh, <laughs> so what are you playing? Um, that's not like embargo. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me think. Uh, I just got done with Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition on Switch. Uh, my review mm-hmm. for that is out. Uh, I am. I want to say like 10 hours-ish into Dragon Quest 11 uh, S. I don't remember the whole subtitle right now, but the uh, so Switch you, you version of Dragon Quest. Tutorial. God, yeah, 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 pretty much, you know. And uh, I finished, what was it, Nino Kuni uh, mm-hmm. remastered on PS4 and Switch this week. Mm. A lot of JRPGs nice. this so you week. Played, did you play it on both? I finished it on Switch, and I played through about half on PS4 just for, like, comparison's sake, just to make sure, mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. it wasn't broken. Yeah. Mm, right. yeah. It's like, like trying to complete them both. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, was like, That's I only got 24 hours in the day. <laughs> it sounded like from your review that you'd played Nino Kuni before as well on PS3. Is that right? Yeah. Or was I did. this your first time playing it? Nice. No, so did I it hold that. up compared to mm-hmm. your memories of it from back in the day and all that? Yeah. So I think I played it in, was it 2013? Because I, I came out in America, I think 2013, and Japan in mm-hmm. 20, like late 2011. Uh, I mean, I love that game so much. I think its story is really wholesome, and like, I think it, it matches up with just the caliber of the animation studio behind the visuals of it. Mm-hmm. Um, playing it on Switch, it's like a straight. It's not remastered on Switch. It's pretty much just the PS3 version on Switch. So, I mean, your added benefit is it's portable, uh, mm-hmm. and then on other devices, it's just like an up-res version with higher frame rate. But I think it lives mm-hmm. up. Uh, visuals st- uh, still look beautiful. Story is great, and I think the combat is interesting. Where it's sort of like a mix of action combat, where you play something like uh, Final Fantasy thir- not thirteen, uh, fifteen, and uh, Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts, and then like a little bit of turn-based stuff, like Persona. Hmm. Right. Nice. Yeah, go, play, go play it. Nice. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's one I'm definitely interested in picking up or playing, uh, mostly just when I have time for it, which right now I don't have a lot of, but down the road. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, if you, if you have 40 hours to kill, go play Nino Kuni. <laughs> nice. Okay, well, at least it's not, I mean, compared to some other JRPGs, that's not an obnoxiously long time. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, 
100% at Octopath or whatever, and that's that, yeah. I finished it at the 100 hour mark, like it was, which was fun. Actually, no, I didn't 100% that. That's that's entirely a lie. I did not beat the final bosses and stuff. <laughs> Everything else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's but, still people yeah. in the comments of my review fighting over whether they got the real ending or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. Uh, but yeah, yeah, good stuff. I uh, I've been playing. I think. Well, definitely, you, Luis, you played both of these games, but I've been playing uh, some Link's Awakening and some uh, Untitled Goose game. Two so, great indies, or one yes. great indie, one great, both great Switch games. <laughs> so, small indie, small indie. Well, I guess Grezzo's kind of an indie. I don't know. Whatever they are. They did a great job, I can tell you that much. Uh, last yeah, week when yeah. we recorded it was the night before Link's Awakening came out, because it was you know yeah. a week from yesterday, or a week a week ago today. Um, so yeah, I got to play that a bunch, and it's great. I uh, You know, that was one, I played that growing up some, and I... I don't know if I ever beat it as a kid or not. Like I, I have distinct remember, just memories, uh, distinct memories <laughs> of like a lot of the bits from it. But I couldn't tell you if I actually beat the game as a kid or not because I gave it away to my cousin um, along with a bunch of other Game Boy games when I was a kid, and then you know never got to play them again. I was like, where'd those go? And that's where they'd gone. Um, so yeah, it's but it's it's great to play. Definitely, it has the like frame rate drop things that people point out, but mm. really, it they don't really bug me at all, other than just noticing like, oh, that's there, there they yeah. are. You know, it happened. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm on the. I just finished the seventh dungeon, so I've just got to beat one more dungeon and then you know go around and tidy up some seashells and all that stuff. But uh, yeah that's been a great time and then yeah otherwise untitled goose game um i got a code in for that just a couple days ago so i started playing it with ashley so it's always fun to play games with my wife um because she doesn't play games a whole lot so it's interesting to see what she's interested in and not so i just told her about it ahead of time and then um i like pulled it out and i was like yeah it would be fun to play it together and she's like i don't know maybe whatever and so i i put it in and i had both the joy cons and she took one of the joy cons so for like the beginning of the tutorial we were playing each with one joy con which like <laughs> that's not the best way to play a lot of games. it's like astro chain <laughs> yeah. or like ign they you do the same exactly yeah but pretty much that was <laughs> it was tricky because like anything too that you have to duck down to pick up like i would duck down and she would pick it up with you know because zl and a are on opposite things but in any case she took both the controllers a couple minutes later and played it for a while and she had a, a really good time with it so i think it's one it's just like a funny and quirky game um there were some of the quests ended up being a little bit challenging i guess for for her doing but um yeah specifically there's one where you have to bring a bunch of stuff to to the pic to a picnic blanket and we didn't realize yeah. that a picnic that the picnic blanket was a different whatever we bring it to the wrong spot and we're like why isn't it working that's so weird and then i went back later and i was like oh that's that's probably why because because we did it wrong so that's half of the battle. <laughs> That'll do it. But, That'll do it. Man, the game, all things considered, yeah, it's just really fun. A whole lot of fun. Um, I'm. I only just finished the first area because I've played probably an hour less of it, um, and most of that was with her. So, yeah, excited to play some more and keep that going. And that's what Yay. I've been playing. I too am playing video games. You? I've been playing. <laughs> yes, I've been playing Link's Awakening as well mm -hmm. and i have never played this game in my life 
it's one of the very few Zelda games that I have not played. Yep. I don't know why. just didn't happen. Now, and I'm curious, because um, both of you guys have been playing this. Have mm-hmm. you guys had trouble figuring out how to beat the game? Because that's like the consensus around my Discord is that, hey, this game's real cute. Oh my gosh, it's real hard. Like, Google the guidelines. Certain parts of it, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Like, what do I do? And then, like... At those parts, I'll usually be like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to play the other game. I looked up one thing, uh, and it was specifically... I um, So I finished the fetch quest fine. That was all whatever. You know, like, yeah, finish that. That's all right. And then I uh, in the seventh dungeon, you specifically need to use the boomerang. Mm. But the fetch quest, once you finish it, it's like, now you've got this thing. Um, you Or... You get whatever. I'm not going to spoil things because the game just came out. I mean, again, it's 20 year old game. So, anyways, but you get a thing, and you're like, "Cool, now I've got that thing." I don't know what that does, but that helps you to do a thing. Which you get like, long story short, it doesn't really funnel you in the direction of like now use what you got from the fetch quest to get essentially the boomerang. Yeah. So I didn't have the boomerang. So I was like, "What do I even do in this room?" Like, I can tell there's a puzzle here, but I don't know what it is. So mm. I had to look up what that was, and I was like, "Oh well." It never hinted that at me. I probably could have gone to the um, to the, like phone booth thing to yeah. figure it out yeah. at that point, um, but I I don't know. I didn't even think of it at that point. So yeah, to answer your question, Louise, um, I could definitely see how people get there. Like I, a lot of the things I felt smart for having figured out various little <laughs> you know bits. Which if if that's the case, then I could see how. I mean, maybe I'm just dumb and feeling smart isn't much of an accomplishment, but nevertheless, I can definitely see how people get there. For me, it was like a, a thing of like, all right, I'm going to put this game down and then I'll come back to it a couple hours or the day after that. And then I'm like, oh, that's what I got to do. Like I got stuck at one of the parts where you had to use the um, the Pegasus boots mm-hmm. uh, to get through it because I wasn't understanding how they worked. I thought that I have to move forward and press the button for it to get You're going. making mistakes, AJ. But you just press the button. <laughs> so I kept trying to move forward. I'm like, this doesn't give me enough space to do this thing and also move forward. That's funny, yeah. <laughs> so then I just came back to the game. I was like, all right, let me just try pressing the button. I was like, ah! <laughs> it was a revelatory moment. Help me get through so many more future things. The little Pegasus boots, like Scooby-Doo run thing, makes me so happy how it goes like, (laughs) you know, like the little starting up run. So cute. Little nub feet. Yeah, it's so good. (laughs) Also, this game is significantly easier to play when you're not streaming it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like that's every game. Uh, (laughs) That's very good. (laughs) That's true. That's true. But I streamed like the first couple hours of my playthrough and I did not know what was going on, but I was even more confused because I'm trying to figure out the streaming setup and also 30 people telling me 30 different things Mm -hmm. like, go here and go here and do this and do this first. No, do it like that. No, you overshot the claw machine. Go a little bit to the right. (laughs) Yeah. No, I am a claw machine guy. <laughs> I was talking to Dan Cyber, that Cyber channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was like, he was also streaming this, and he was like, man, the claw machine sucks. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's like, it's the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, right? <laughs> I, I haven't missed a single thing. I feel like this is like a humble brag, but like, I, I don't think it's that challenging. I remember it being more difficult on the Game Boy, and I did replay See, this recently on the, on the 3DS. I missed one thing, and I tweeted it. 
and it was some BS mm. because I was I had the it was a, one of the seashells yep. and it fell out of the claw. I was like, that is stupid, yep. and this game is bad. Uh, I've had a couple of those for sure. I think part of what makes it easier, I don't remember if the Game Boy version had this or not. Probably not. But like the fact that it shines a little light down on where it's gonna yeah. pick stuff mm. up, I feel like that's that's definitely the pro move. Yeah, it's like if that. you line that up. You're probably gonna. Yeah, Game right. Boy didn't yeah. have that real time lighting design. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. wonder why. <laughs> Lazy devs. Yeah, seriously, obviously. come on. <laughs> uh, but no, the other game I'm playing is uh, everybody guess in the comments is Smash Brothers, yeah. of course. Um, <laughs> I still didn't, I didn't get to go to the local because I went there uh, and apparently it was like six hours earlier than I thought it was because there was a convention that was happening. Mm-hmm. So they moved it up because there was way more entrance and stuff like that. So we're at dude. Now, I know what time it starts this week specifically. And also, Logan is supposed to be also entering. (laughs) So that's the thing that's uh, interesting. I'll keep you guys updated on how that works. We've been practicing. Nice. Is there there a doubles tournament too? Like, can you do that in there too? I don't think so. That would be interesting. It's just singles, so okay. like when when I knock them out round one, <laughs> I'm sure to to gloat about it. It would be a lot more fun um, if you guys could like you know get up to the semifinals or something together. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be Let's like a freaking like Dragon Ball Z like Goku <laughs> versus Tien situation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's gonna be a good time. Mm-hmm. But we can talk about news now, I guess. We shall, indeed. Yeah, as far as good times go, uh, there's it's a whole lot of good things happen in the world. Uh, one of those things, so Mario Kart Tour released this week, as it you sure guys did. probably know. Uh, and specifically, it broke like a whole bunch of records as far as like the number of people downloading it and stuff. It also did it's, that. Yeah. Um, long story short, here's kind of the... it. One thing said that it had 10.1 million downloads in the first day, but some other things seemed to suggest it was closer to 20 million. Um, yeah, because they only reported that's a, that's on the Android numbers. The huge difference, yeah. Because <laughs> the Android numbers are publicly available. Gotcha. So it's it's easy to be like, oh yeah, that's how much the yeah. Android downloads are, but like iPhone yep. adds yeah. more to that. Well, iOS mm-hmm. adds even more to that. Yep. So all that said, that's I mean it broke the record of previously it was Pokemon Go as the number one or the fastest downloaded mobile game. Uh, mm. I I assume that apps that that's a separate category from like some other kinds of apps or whatever. But then again, like I yeah. don't know, whatever it doesn't matter. In any case, um, Pokemon Go was six point seven million in the first day. Super Mario Run was four point seven million in the first day. But all but Pokemon or er, Mario Run also. Um, had a good old 36% increase bump this week because of uh, Mario Kart Tour. So look at that. Yeah, people like, like people just typing in Mario. Getting their Mario and juice like, oh, going. There it is. There's Mario. Yeah. Download that. So that's, I mean, that's all cool. That's some, you know, newsy bits. But as far as, you know, the rest of it goes, we've actually got a question that I pulled from Q&A just to bring up here, and then we can just kind of get talking on our thoughts about it. Uh, Falcon asks, two-parter. Number one, have you played Mario Kart Tour? If yes, what are your thoughts? And if no, why not? And then he said, in before you guys discuss this in the news portion, which is true. So there you go. Okay. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts? Mario Kart Tour, have you played it? Seen anything about it? Et cetera, et cetera. So I have played it. Mm-hmm. I played the first cup. And I was like, I don't like this game. <laughs> like, it just feels so weird to control. And it's like, I started it like with the default like uh, 
whatever the manual drift not, i think i no oh. it was like which because like they do like the whole thing where it's like do you want to pick the baby mode or the not baby hmm. mode and i was like i'm not a baby what's the I'm baby mode the, the game goes by itself already <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's like uh if you don't drift with if it just automatically turns and you don't do the touch drift mm, or whatever what do you okay. do then um, if it goes by itself and it drifts for you i don't know i have no idea what the other mode does but you touch to drift on the one that i picked and even that was like stupid so i went into the settings and you can like uh turn on uh like motion controls mm -hmm. for for turning and stuff like that so that feels like semi better but like something that bob from olsen uh keeps bringing up is that the game feels weird because like it's portrait and there are tens of thousands potentially of like racing games that are just straight up this and you steer mm -hmm. in uh landscape mode mm -hmm. uh and nintendo's like on this kick of like well we make mobile games that are intended for mobile users and mobile users hold the phone and portrait you know like that whole thing um and it doesn't feel great like that <laughs> but i beat the first cup and i got all the stars and all that yeah you did and, and I'm going to start the second one. I got, a, like, the you know, like, the ones, the rubies that they gave you, and I only summoned, like, two characters, and both of them are characters I don't like. I got Toad, <laughs> and I got Peach. I got Toadette and Peach, so we got some overlap there. Luis, did you get to play this game at all? Game. I <laughs> okay. was in the beta, or alpha, on Android, and okay. on the iPad. Uh, I was, like, pretty mediocre on it. I was like, all right, you know. I'm not gonna play this, uh, <laughs> but I mean I thought it was pretty bare bones, um, and especially I think what's more eye opening to me is uh, last week they released Apple Arcade on iOS, and that is like <laughs> as much as I want to like say there aren't a ton of great mobile games as of lately. There's I think with Apple Arcade it shows that there's a lot of good on the on the service, especially like now that yeah. you can just plop it on a PlayStation Switch or Xbox controller with Bluetooth. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Like I played Sinar Wildhearts completely on it, and I'm like, if you want to play a good auto run game or like endless running, go play that game instead of Mario Kart, and it's free <laughs> if you have our Apple Arcade. Uh, oh, it is interesting. Huh. Yeah, well, because you get a month free on Apple Arcade, so I right, mean, yeah, yeah. Go right. play Sinar Wildhearts like, 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 stuff like that. It's like five dollars a month. Yeah, yeah. After the first month, so like, yeah. I mean, if you have an iPhone or a Mac or an iPad, mm -hmm. it's worth. Yeah, I mean, for a hundred games, you could easily beat like half of that library. I think in the first month, so it's totally <laughs> worth it. You got Oceanhorn Two on there, Sayonara, mm -hmm. completely worth it. Um, and I just think it feels like kind of bare bones. And I think especially with the Apple Arcade release uh, as of last week, I feel like this could have easily just been like a, a a stripped down version of Mario Kart with like controller support. Put it out on Apple Arcade. You know, you won't it if they're doing the free-to-play model at least like put it out on apple arcade and i'm sure uh they'll be able to make more money because a ton of people will be playing it and will be playing it for long periods of time uh, i believe that's how, like, yeah, how they make I wonder, money I, I think nintendo is like the type of company that's like hesitant to do something like that unless they're incentivized further like if apple did a like nintendo tier for apple arcade where it's like okay pay a dollar fifty extra or whatever and you get nintendo games I could see them doing it, but as is, I don't think that the well, I don't know how they mm. pay out their developers, but I don't know if the money's there for them to want to do for, that. For, from what I understand, it's like five dollars a month, and like a portion of that gets distributed to whoever's app gets played the most. And I mean, I'm sure Mario right. Kart would get a ton of time. Right. But what I started <laughs> thinking was that when I think the iPhone 10 got announced or X, whatever you want to call it, 
they had a Super Mario Run on stage with Miyamoto. So I was like, they totally mm-hmm. had that partnership down. Like, they could have easily <laughs> right. just put that out there. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, I think it's just like a very, like, if I wanted a bare bones Mario Kart, like, mm-hmm. this is even more stripped down. I, I, I wouldn't, like, invest yeah. my time on it. Yeah, right. I think, honestly, like, it's it's hard coming from our side as, like, console gamers to go to mm-hmm. a mobile game and, like, really judge it in some ways. Because it's like, honestly, it's it's not good as far as, like, you know, it being a real game. And, like, there are some great games on mobile, but I think, you know, the kind of games that this is, like, it's, you know, it's just not the same thing. So I'm, I agree on that front. I think, mm-hmm. like... Um, I think it's very and like it makes sense to me that they wouldn't put it on Apple Arcade because they're just most of the games that are on Apple Arcade I think are developers that are like we're gonna make a good game and put it on mobile you know like that's like their MO and it's like get all this exposure and get people like play the game and make money off it and like that that's awesome and that's specifically good like it's good to have good games coming to mobile and that apple arcade is you know doing that with that but whereas i think nintendo's mo is more like uh we're just gonna do something that seems like kind of fun and is using this ip and we'll put it out on mobile and we'll try to find ways to make some money off of it and some of those they've done a terrible job at making money off of it and others they're doing quite a good job like fire emblem heroes or whatever but it's interesting like i looked up like Monument Valley is a game that comes to mind that's like a well-renowned, like that's a good mobile game that people like. And I looked mm. up how much that game made and it in its first year it made, I think $5.8 million, which is mm. like, that's money. But then yes. Fire Emblem Heroes has made $300 million. Yeah. And I've definitely heard more people, I feel like talk about Monument Valley than Fire Emblem Heroes, but I mean that, you know, other than within our sphere specifically, because like, obviously we're going to hear about that. So I think there's just like, it's kind of like the the FIFA thing where nobody's like, FIFA is the best game ever. It's more like people that are like, I just want to play FIFA. So yeah. I'm probably going to play FIFA and like, we'll put tons of money into it and they make so much money off that. It's ridiculous. I feel like that's, you know, that sector of mobile games is more where nintendo is aiming for and sometimes it's not very uh intrusive i guess maybe it's the right word but like you know aggressive or something like that and then other times like some of what they're doing with mario kart tour is like that's that's yeah, pretty like a aggressive whole subscription <laughs> service inside the game i was like all right yeah. calm down <laughs> exactly yeah. like it's like the subscription being more than switch online is <laughs> yeah no yeah. kidding Ah, that's crazy. I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not a mobile gamer as far as like, I, I mean, I've said on here before, like, I like to have one or two games on my phone that I'll just pick up and play some. And like, there was a while before the switch came out that I had to play clash of clans, but I never mm. put money into it or any of that kind of thing. I just, you know, would play it here and there for a little bit, which is probably the majority of um, those kinds of gamers. But like, I still, I can't imagine w- what person would be like, this is the game that I want to pay $5 a month for. Like, yeah. Especially when there's Apple Arcade, like you said, Luis. Like that's so that's yeah, interesting what, to think what about. Makes me more is that the, the whole benefit of Apple Arcade is you're getting all these games that, I mean, like uh, there's a Frogger game right on on Apple Arcade. Fun. And uh, <laughs> you unlock costumes and stuff. And my thought process when playing it was like, why do I want all these costumes? And it's because obviously this game had in-app purchases before and then Apple was like hey just put it on here script uh strip the in-app purchases and just have it be a game and i think that's the benefit of the service is that people can make games where it's not like hey we gotta like eventually make money off this so let's Mm -hmm. try to find ways to put in-app purchases no it's like they just put out the game they want to make so it's back to that benefit of being like 
like when mobile came out you would get you know your like eight dollar game uh, every mm -hmm. once in a while and it wouldn't have in-app purchases but it would cost a lot of money and then people had that weird thing where like it's a phone game so i don't want to pay more than a dollar for it yeah um, yeah but i think i like i wouldn't describe myself as a mobile game player but i mean in the last two weeks i think that's completely changed with apple arcade and i think it's uh it's benefiting more people on it too yeah what do you mostly yeah, play on, on your phone or you said you have an ipad i guess yeah, you mostly play I, have on a, there? I have a Pixel, so I don't have a, a phone, but uh, like I played through Sinar Wild Hearts and Oceanhorn 2 with the Xbox controller and my iPad. Okay, nice. That's it, too. Um, but Apple Arcade makes me wonder if Apple would even allow Nintendo to have their own Apple Arcade. Because I could see them be more likely to do something like that, mm. where instead of doing the Mario subscription, they just have a Nintendo subscription. Mm -hmm. And it's the same price as Apple Arcade, and it works with iOS and Android, and then they get, or maybe it's more yeah. because they have their own cut or whatever. Right. Yeah, I could so see that maybe on Android, it's like $7 on a iOS. month. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I could definitely see them do I, I think Android will let them do that. Mm. I, well, they, they don't really. They don't really try to wall off anybody. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, 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 it's um, free market on Android. On iOS, you got to go through right. Apple. Right, yeah. yeah. So I, I wonder if they would be more likely to do something like that. Because, like, they've wanted to do, like, this straightforward, like, monetization of their of their games with, like, Mario on yeah. and it just didn't work. People didn't want to pay for, for something mm -hmm. like that in that way. Mm -hmm. um, so if they're able to just say, hey, pay us $7 a month or whatever, uh, to play all of our mobile games and they're better tailored to an experience that you would want to play on mobile less so than an experience that exists that is tailored to making you pay them money mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know um, it, it, I think that would be more conducive to how Nintendo makes games at their best yeah. I think the yeah that's interesting um, one thought I was having too is and I think I said this about maybe it was Dr. Mario when that came out, but forgot similar that conversation. Came out. I'm going to be quite honest right now. I forgot <laughs> that came out. <laughs> I played it for a little I bit. Think most it was, of the world did. Yeah, it was fun enough. But yeah, I mean, I, some of the criticism I think of some of these games is is like, well, it, it would take this much time or this much money to get, like, to complete it, to get, you know, all the things, mm. which I think is absolutely fair on console games like that like that rhetoric around star wars battlefront 2 yeah that was ridiculous that it would take that much time or that much money especially on a 60 dollar game like that's the main thing you know like um all those kinds of factors like that game was pure trash along those lines uh but it feels like maybe not unfair but just like well that's kind of just the territory with free-to-play mobile games where like the goal isn't supposed to be like our goal with most games is to complete it you know like that's what mm. that, that's what we do with games or finish it in any case maybe not like complete it complete it, like completionist levels um but at least like to get to the end of it and then be done playing it for a while whereas like mobile games the whole the whole point is having purposes or reasons for you to either pay money or play for a long time and so i think that's kind of like is an interesting bit of that conversation where like as console gamers coming to a franchise that we like and love, but on a mobile platform, it's trying to see like, hey, how long can you like, how can we give you content to use for a long time rather than, um, you know, how can we give you a great experience that you can complete? But 
which right. is changing for sure with uh, like uh, you said like ocean war 2 exactly is that yeah. kind of thing where it's like here's just like, like a these great are just game. games these are mobile games but games that are on mobile exactly yeah Ooh, which yeah. is awesome like that's super great that that's there so it's just interesting kind of comparing all those things so like i don't games being kind of aggressive with that on mobile platforms i don't really hold particularly against them um but i definitely can see how people would at the same time so it's just yeah yeah i wonder how like non-game like non-console gamers yeah. specifically feel about this i like, very they, much am curious they see that subscription service and was like what that's more than another service <laughs> i pay for you yeah. know <laughs> do, do, do they feel like that or are they just like ah, business as usual i'm already paying four hundred dollars for all the different subscription fees that I already got i think going they wouldn't got- feel like my my just pure guess is they wouldn't be mad about it because they wouldn't think that they were owed it in the first place whereas that's mm, yeah. maybe a little more how we tend to feel on that kind of thing so they'd be more like all right that one's got a subscription service now i'm good you know like and maybe that's a more common thing in some mobile game stuff than i even know about i don't know i don't pay attention too much because i I don't know like i I feel like the people that i see complaining about this don't want to play this game right yeah exactly so like i don't i don't get like the the psychology behind that where it's like i hate this game and also they're trying to make me pay five dollars a month to play this game that i don't want to play yeah like why are you mad about that here's the thing you know nintendo just like let me use my platinum coins to pay for this thing all right they are totally sitting there i literally like the last time i used platinum coins was uh one of the guys in our community striker xl was like hey man uh in in europe we don't have some of the like um you know wallpapers that you guys get in the states could you grab me like a some of the fire emblem ones and send them over and i was like Yep, I've got a bunch of platinum coins doing literally nothing. So I just that's, grabbed that's all of them and I was like, honest. here you go. Kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, it's pretty pathetic. But I'm yeah. going to look and see because this does have you link your account. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, you would, you would probably get coins playing this game there. So like, at least yeah. let me pay for the subscription with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, that's interesting. But on the while you're looking that up too, on the Mario Kart thing, we also got an announcement this week for a Mario Kart wheel controller for the Switch by Hori. It's also for PC, so for whatever that's worth. Um, here's the the news blurb about it. It says uh, Hori has announced a new Mario Kart racing wheel accessory for Switch. It will come in two versions: a standard release and a more expensive DX version. This new accessory works with both the Switch and PC. Functions from the Switch controller have been migrated over to the new device and even comes with a foot pedal while only works in docked mode it's compatible with other modes and the switch light through an extra usb accessory with the hold button you can have an item held behind you players can choose to assign the different buttons as they please as well there's also a dead zone adjustment and reality adjustment with seven different levels for adjusting turning radius so that you can set it to your liking the dx edition throws in suction cups and clamps and they are respectively i think 65 ish dollars the price was just in yen so roughly 65 ish and 130 ish dollars for each of these so there's that okay so they do like you don't get anything for this game (laughs) it does it's not even listed on their apps or services it says smart device apps and you can like funnel it down to like pokemon rumble rush or animal crossing pocket this is going through like people playing rumble rush though (laughs) that's right yeah i didn't i didn't even know that that was on their app like that's so it's so random like why is that on their app but like pokemon goes not you know like yeah yeah it's confusing 
So Super weird. Anyone buying this wheel thing? Uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Why, why are they putting out this wheel so long after DX came out? What's like? What's the point? Yeah, like I, I, I don't. I don't think that there's anybody like that, you know? Like, I could see if it was like a, a Smash Brothers sort of situation where there are like people like me that are like, I'm going to this tournament, bro. Like, did people go to Mario Kart 8 locals? <laughs> like, are they like trying to like optimize their Mario Kart play? I feel like entering a Mario Kart tournament yeah. is as good as gambling at this point. It's like, you don't, yes. I don't even think it's a skillful thing anymore. I think it's just like, you're gonna get lucky. Yeah. I was playing yeah, online so once I, and straight I, up got hit by a blue shell and then sequentially four red shells and went from first oof. to sixth place in like literally seconds and <laughs> was like all right that's i'm not playing and online once you're, once you're in sixth place that's like the prime area to get even more mario kart yeah it, it's rough dude. oh and it's for all rough. things like and this was like two turns from the end of the third lap so it was like right at the end and then i was oof, like okay oof. there we go whatever there's that but no you're totally right <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm the timing i didn't even think about that but the timing really is just super bizarre because like if they're you know if they're, say there's mario kart 9 coming out at some point they're like they could have waited for mario kart 9 but there's not so yeah. kind of random time i mean it's like it looks cool and for somebody who wants to use it like that's awesome but that yeah the timing really is very weird so like maybe somebody getting grid autosport <laughs> like maybe they'll buy this yeah that's a good point. I mean, like, maybe with more of those racing. I feel like there was a question. The people that were just like this. waiting on the controller, so just so they can pick that up. Yeah. <laughs> I, it seems so random or something like that. Mario Kart does not seem like the type of game that's like I need more precise control over this. Yep. I um. <sighs> okay. Okay. So here I'm. I'm gonna pull this bit from this question that Grim Hain asked. Uh, this is. Hmm. So I'll highlight it so we don't just answer or answer it again later. But he also said. Uh, well, with the announcement of Ring Fit, which seems to be exclusively used in the Ring Fit game, or whatever they're calling it, and the recent announcement of the rather expensive steering wheel controller from Hori for the limited racing games on Switch, it's starting to feel like the return of the Wii era of gimmicky controllers. Obviously, we're not there yet, but do you think Nintendo has more like this in store, and do you think that customers are ready to once again fill their closets with single-use controllers, especially for a system like the Switch being a hybrid, and the Switch Lite being hyper-focused on port I don't think they look at like Ring Fit in that way. Where it's like like to them, Ring Fit is more you buying uh like workout equipment less so than it is you buying a controller, mm -hmm. you know? Um like you're not gonna see well maybe you'll see, I don't know, people are weird. Uh but you're not gonna see like can I beat X like can I beat Breath of the Wild with only the Ring Fit Adventure controller? <laughs> well, you're definitely you know, like gonna that. see that. Like that's that's definitely <laughs> yeah, weird. But I mean yeah. like like I mean, normal people that aren't trying to monetize how they play video games. <laughs> uh, like, not that many people are going to like buy this controller or, or this game and expect for it to play with other games right. because that's not really what the product is for. Mm. It's supposed to be that like uh, Brain Age Academy thing where it's like you're going to play this game for a few hours for the rest of your life is their game mm -hmm. plan. You know, I mean, yeah, or I like we uh, fit kind of thing yeah. in the series. Yeah, because like we fit, we fit. You're like, oh, how many times they use the balance bar? But despite that, that thing sold so many copies, uh, yeah. both like we fit in the, in the sequel. That like, yeah, it works on what like two games, maybe a few other third party games. But 
it's more that you're investing in the series and there's like there's people who are I mean, despite what like i don't think any of us are gonna pick up the ring and be like yeah i'm gonna you know support every release so far but there <laughs> yeah. are there are but despite that there are people that are gonna do that even if it's like a small margin i mean mm-hmm. sad yeah. fact i had labo or the first two kits of labo and like after a year i was like all right well this thing's taking space i don't want to like break apart the cardboard i'm like can i give this away can i can can you sell this thing what do you do it's 80 dollars cardboard what am i supposed to do with this thing yeah. you know i have a, I have a piano in the closet like i'm not using it what do that's i do labo stuff up there labo <laughs> exactly that's where that's at. you know what dangling from, from like your having, ceiling having you know? a date over to your apartment and be just being like yeah that's a that's a piano <laughs> <laughs> does it work i'm like oh yeah it plays games <laughs> I mean, that's what that's for, though. It's like when people come over, it's like, what is this thing? And it's like, let me show yeah. you. You got to play some Labo? <laughs> yeah, like, check this out, man. Yep, man. And speaking of drifting, as we're talking about this stuff, uh, is the Switch light drifting? Oh, my God. Wow. I hate that. I hate wow. it. I'm canceling this podcast. <laughs> that was beautifully done. <laughs> there you go. There's that for you. Uh, yeah, so this whole thing that's been, you know, it's been in the talks the past week or so. Uh, I've got thoughts on it, but I'll let you guys say some on. Also, the Switch Lite sold 177,000 units in Japan last week, so that's pretty good. Yeah. But yes, Switch Lite yeah, drifting. Any of that stuff. Sold like 200. I think it was like 144,000 in Japan. Yeah, we'll probably see it jump up in the holiday season. Yeah, 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 yeah for Absolutely. sure. Yeah, I think you're totally right. Um, so. Me and Bob were playing Link's Awakening on Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, and somebody in the chat was like, "My Switch Lite is drifting," and we're like, we "We're just generally talking about that because it was the thing that everybody was talking uh-huh. about that and Link's Awakening's price." Yep, <laughs> uh, it's like the topic of the stream. Uh, and uh, somebody in the chat was like, "My Switch Lite's drifting," and we're like, "We don't believe you because it just seems like something that people want to say, just you know, like to be angry about right. something on it." Um, so we were like, tweet us a video, and they tweeted us a video, and it sure was drifting. Mm-hmm. It, it was just, it wasn't, it was indeed a yikes. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the one that, like, there was like something sketchy about the one that circulated, like, they, that was like manufactured in some mm-hmm. way. But th- the one that we got, it wasn't, it didn't get like a, a whole bunch of views, it was mm-hmm. just tweeted at the Wolf Den's account. Yep. Um, and then directed to us to be like, hey, look at this. This is like the thing I was talking about during the stream. So yeah, that sucks. But I don't think it's worthy of like all this rage. Like just yeah. take it back to the store yeah. or send it to Nintendo. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I got lucky where I have not experienced drifting it at all. And I've had my Switch since, I mean, before it came out, I had a review model in like February. So mm-hmm. it's what, almost three years old soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, the Joy-Con are still fine. Maybe I just lucked out, but I've never experienced it. But I've had plenty of people in my comments talking to me about it. I'm happy that they're doing the Joy-Con transfer. Uh, I mean, Switch Lite is what, a week old? You're going to get it replaced easily right now if you just take it back to the store. Right. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully they offer up that Joy-Con transfer in the future for the console because that kind of sucks. Yeah. See, the thing is, I've experienced Joy-Con drift a lot Mm. like i've recently swapped out uh like what my fourth set of joy con because of joy con drift but i feel like i'm like a fringe case because i used to play smash brothers on my like handheld just to like practice Mm -hmm. and get timing down Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so like i'm over here doing like reverse aerials (laughs) and all this crazy crap so my analog stick gets a lot of wear and tear uh so i mean 
uh, I stopped doing that. I'm like, I'm not. All right, I'm done. I'm just playing in, in docked mode now. Maybe that. Maybe I'm that's sorry. it too. Because as a reviewer, like I'm forced to play docked mode like 80 percent of the time. So like my Joy-Con are pretty. Yeah. I mean, I've been using a Pro controller, so they're not that yeah. worn down, despite being that old. I think that right. that seems like the thing for this is I, I'm curious that uh, I, I was listening to like the Wolf Gen and they were talking about it a little bit and somebody was whatever. In any case, the difference between I think all the drifting that we're seeing on regular Joy-Cons is more wear and tear related, whereas mm-hmm. the ones that are, you know, on the Switch Lite. They don't really have. They wouldn't have had time to be wear and tear related yet. Like so, it's it couldn't quite be the same thing. issue. So it's probably. I would guess it's more manufacturer issue just out the out the gate. You know, where like something just, uh, I don't know, some machine messed up a little bit and like did something a little wrong. I don't know what that even means. <laughs> yeah, like I never got a set of Joy-Con that it were immediately twisted. right. It was always like, all right, I had this. I put like forty hours into these Joy-Con yeah. playing Smash Brothers <laughs> or something. And that's why. You and like, know? I'll so hear like, people talking about like, yeah, the drifting was a big issue, like right when the switch launched, and then people shut up about it, and then it came back up. But the, at least in my recollection, the drifting issues from back then weren't related to the same kind of thing that we're seeing at this point, which is you know, um, like even in handheld mode, it'll be the case. Those were more related to them dropping out. So it wasn't that they were drifting oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. much as like. A bad connection because there wasn't a good enough antenna or whatever on the left Joy-Con. So then, like, if you held it down, um, you know, next to you or something like that, it would just like drop connection a lot. So then, physically, yeah. it's still doing the thing fine, but connection-wise, it's messing up all over the place. So, I mean, I could also be wrong about these things. I don't really know, but uh, I am curious to see. I think, yeah, if you do, if you do get a Switch Lite and it has drift things, definitely bring it back, like both you guys said, and get it replaced. And then I think you should be at least good for. A while like if you get one that's fine it it's gonna be fine for at least a while i don't know how long yeah. that is but i mean also pro tip too if you have to return your switch light like make sure if you got like gray yellow like make sure you get the better color it's teal it's, it's the best color <laughs> there you go 100 um and i don't know why people keep doing that but bob also called it teal it's turquoise how dare you okay my bad i don't have one all right um, so whatever <laughs> i'm tempted i'm tempted i don't need one i, I can't record on it but i want right. it yeah yes but you know what else you know what you situation. do have that we don't dragon quest 11s uh, you i would like it is it. beefy <laughs> it's a real beefy game yeah. um so we had a piece of news about this the long story short is that well two little pieces of news one of them is that they were saying that it's a remake not a port which is an interesting little tidbit that that's what talking about and then the second bit is that specifically they said that it was made for Satoru Iwata so the quote here is uh, Dragon Quest 11 S is finally launching on Switch tomorrow it's been a long time coming as we've known about the game ever since the console was given its NX code name there weren't too many that knew the Switch or what the Switch actually was at the time, including some of the top developers at Square Enix. During today's Dragon Quest XI S channel countdown special live stream, that was a lot of words, uh, the developers <laughs> discussed Dragon Quest XI S's long journey to the Switch. The late president 
The late Nintendo president Satoru Iwata, before his passing, had conversations with him about the hardware and revealed its hybrid ability of being able to play at home or on the go. Other crucial information, like the system's name, were still under wraps. Some might be curious why Dragon Quest XI S was announced so early and why it was made known before the Switch was unveiled. We can thank Iwata for that, as it was a request of his for the RPG to appear on Nintendo's new platform. The developer said in the stream that they've now delivered on their promise to bring Dragon Quest XI S to the Switch. Switch. That's a it's crazy story. The influence <laughs> that he still has mm-hmm. on everything, you know. That's wild. Yeah. Sorry, what were you saying, Luis? No, it's just it's just a wholesome story, you know. It's like it finally is. it's out. What yeah. two two years after the console came out, but you know, finally got there. Yeah. Just wraps it up um, all nice. There's, yeah. there's like one other game. That we knew about like before the switch actually um, came out that we still don't have oh uh shin megami tensei 5 yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah. you got it right. <laughs> and then People a couple other ones that just them, like they canceled. Oh, no, i haven't heard anything i'm sorry yeah. Uh, yeah like have we even seen gameplay from that game like no. at all mm, i think just in game like or in engine stuff but no gameplay yeah was it confirmed that that was an engine yeah because it came out with like a logo at first and then they came out with like something about a year or two years ago yeah, where they showed yeah, like the I demons, like you saw Jack like, and everything. Right. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know that if that was an engine or not. I thought it was like, like just like a target render or whatever. Yeah. Oddly enough, uh-huh. I heard murmurs of like things with Persona happening, like the series in the future, but I've not heard anything about SMT Five. That's like kind of weary, but uh, so I mean, weird. hopefully, it's just because it's well hidden, and maybe I just don't have context there. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. It is crazy how some things, I mean, like uh, Astral Chain, for example, seems like like nobody seemed to really know anything about that before. I mean, maybe you did. I don't know. But like, it seemed like that was completely out of the blue for most people. Um, so it is crazy how some of those games, there's that. And then there's other games on the other side that's like, seems like everybody knows about for years in advance. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So it's cool this coming. What do you guys think about, how do you guys take the whole, it's a remake and not a port thing? I, I think it's some, a whole bunch of nonsense uh, where they're, they, uh, it, just, it just seems like they it, they put in more work than just a straight port. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like that's where a lot of that comes from. Mm-hmm. But like, at the end of the day, it's a port. <laughs> you know, like it's a port. They didn't completely remake the game like mm-hmm. from ground, like from with like ground zero, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's still the same skeleton that they added more stuff onto. Yeah, which I know? mean, they added a lot of stuff. So there's, you know, yeah. but it's, I think still that doesn't necessarily change the definition just because of how much you know uh, i'm trying to think of a good analogy but none's coming to mind but i mean like they added like the 2d mode and stuff like that like that's you know pretty much brand new stuff that they added on um but it's not because it was on the 3ds version yeah but it's still different from the 3ds version isn't it i mean well i guess it's different from the 3ds version but you're right it had the overworld map that was there yeah it's different in the sense that like it's not like a a switch in between thing of like i want to go to 2d mode it was just there like in the touchscreen right but yeah. it was still there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a remake. Luis, what do you like think? Defi- I think it's like a definitive edition. But I mean, yeah. I haven't finished it either, so I'm still playing it. But as far as like, it, it kind of has a, everything that's been out so far. So I would describe it like, uh, what's a good example? Like a Hyrule Warriors, right? That got released three times, I think. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so like the Switch version, it ultimately had everything from the 3D or most of everything from the 3DS and the Wii U version, and you know that wasn't a remake remake but 
it's kind of the definitive version where it has a little bit of everything. Yep. Right. That's what I call this. I yeah, yeah. A, 100%. I think I mean which makes sense too. That's even, you know, in there it's what? Dragon Quest 11S Echoes of an Elusive Age definitive edition. So that they even say definitive edition in there. So I think really that's their probably real stance, but I'm sure I don't even know what the quote I just saw people quoting on like talking about the quotes. So, mm. you know, for if one guy was like, I mean, it's pretty much a remake, not even a port, you know, and then people talk about that. I guess Maybe that's where the news comes from in the first place. But yeah, yeah, also I, 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 yeah. definition is where it's just right like, way. hey, it's not it's not a straight port. It's like there's something that's not on the PS4 version. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Yeah. I feel like that messaging is used a lot. Yeah. Like what they said about like Smash Brothers Ultimate, where there was like this is from the ground up and from the ground up has like this hazy like <laughs> definition to it. Where it's like, what does that actually yeah. mean? It's well fun. and that the like, thing too is now that we're in kind of the generation where we are, it's it people i don't know there's nothing wrong with bringing stuff over at the same time whereas like yeah i mean games would never be yeah. finished if i mean like and that. so that's the thing with i mean the, i hate to go into it but the whole pokemon conversation like they they never like people talk about you know the whole comment of well because we're spending a lot of time on animations is a, a big sticking point but we don't know and then people point out like but all these animations are the same as these animations and like a even with that i don't know maybe there's some gray area as far as like if they had to do a lot of work to make those animations be those animations in the different engine or whatever. but the even more important thing is like well they never they never said specifically we're going to redo every single animation they just said yeah, like, we're working on it so, like, it could be that they're talking about like character animation like completely separate stuff all the gigantamax stuff i don't know what whatever it is i think the point they is they could bring stuff over five in frames they could have changed five frames of animation on all the pokemon and what they had to do that 600 times yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> like that's still a lot of work you know i mean i think if anything uh, it's probably just like something that was mistranslated because like i've been studying japanese yeah. for like the past two years and something that happened mm-hmm. recently was like with hideo kojima he like uh-huh. said he had finished death stranding and then someone mistranslated his japanese quote where it was like yes i single like it was like yes i finally finished death stranding and it was like everyone on in english twitter was like oh, it was like, it was me. Yeah, it was like your staff and then like in the japanese version i read it i'm like yo he he said kojima productions finally has completed the pro-. like completely yeah. different translation so That's i think really it could have just been yeah. something lost yep <laughs> Yep, so, but uh, speaking of Dragon Quest XI S, the last bit of news that we've got is, uh, and I actually, I grabbed this right before we started, so I didn't even look into it all that much, but uh, Hero is banned from Smash in, well, okay, no, 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 in specific tournaments, oh, no, from official Smash Bros. tournaments in France, um, Hero's not going to be in them, and, as well as yeah. future DLC characters. Oh, like I said, I didn't really read this, I just pulled it, so... This is interesting. Um, yeah, I think it's a time frame thing more than oh, anything. Okay. Well, not not with Hero. Hero is because it's like the language barrier and stuff like that, where it's like there's people that speak different languages and then they look at that's a really good like, point. Oh, this is in English and I speak French, you know, like that whole thing, or vice yep. versa, or Japanese or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Um, so he's banned for that reason, less so the like how unbalanced he is. <laughs> that's super because it would just give some people advantages as far as like. I mean, honestly, you would even even if like you're playing against hero, uh, I don't know when you play against any heroes. Exactly. Do you read when they yeah, yeah? Do you read their menus like what they see when you play against yes. them? Okay, not at all. I yes. take that little second of like pop up menu. Like you're about to get smashed. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, usually I I'm get, like, I, I'm like, okay, these are the options that are on there, so I'm gonna like try to react to the ones that are the most dangerous. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like, if I see uh, magic burst or whatever, I'm like, all right, I'm staying away, <laughs> you know, just in case they do yeah. that. I think I think the thought process of when someone's playing hero in a Smash game, both like the person playing and the person playing against them are both like, oh crap, what am I gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, I so I haven't gotten any of the DLC characters, but here still oh, seems like go, the go. one that would be the most fun to try out, just for the obvious random RNG stuff. It's just it's just a good old time. Shame, yep. shame on you. But yeah, so that's all the news that we've got for today, and now we go into the next bits that we normally do, which is uh, AJ and I each do a video uh, every week, and then we pull some comments from there, and then we talk about those. So, AJ's video this week was talking about uh, what, well, he ranked Zelda games of uh, that are on the Switch, and which ones are the best, which ones are the worst, sure and everything did. in between. So, you guys commented on that, and then we'll be reading some of these and talking about it. So, I am Celez says, I'm a 90s kid, and I didn't play a single Zelda game until Breath of the Wild. I did have a few Nintendo systems as a kid, but never gravitated towards it. Picking up Breath of the Wild blew my mind day one, but also set a pretty high standard for me. Cadence of Hyrule is my second Zelda-ish game I own, and I love the rhythm mechanics. I didn't pick up Link's Awakening yet because I'm not a huge fan of the art style. Even though I'm not huge on Zelda as a whole, I did read the Majora's Mask manga, and I'd pick it up for the Switch if it gets remade or remastered um yes i mean i'm also a 90s kid <laughs> i played a whole lot of uh zelda games this one specifically missed me because it was on a game boy it came out the same year that i did <laughs> so i'm like i'm not playing a game boy game that's not pokemon are you crazy <laughs> i think that's the major reason yep. Uh, but for context for you, Luis, uh, the ranking specifically mm. is from worst to best. It's Hyrule Warriors, Zelda 2, uh, the original Legend of Zelda, Cadence of Hyrule, Link's Awakening, Link's of the Past, Breath of the Wild. For all the games that are on Switch. That was the ranking in the video. Anyway. Agree or disagree, Luis? <laughs> Give me the hot take. <laughs> oh, hang on. All of a, Hey, we can't hear you all of a sudden. I don't know what happened, but... Oof. I had my hey, mic there you go. so I didn't pick oh, it up. Yeah. Uh, cool. <laughs> basically, I agree with the with the best ones. I, I got lost in the worst ones, but I agree so far with, with the best ones so far. And I think that's the ones that matter. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> also, like shout out for you reading the Majora's Mask manga. That's oddly specific. Yeah, that is especially for somebody that's not already a Zelda. That's what I figured. I didn't even I mean, I don't know a whole lot of manga stuff besides like a little bit about ones that I, you know, like I watch my hero, so I know that there's a manga of that, and that kind of yeah, like One Punch Man or whatever. But as far as you know, other stuff, I didn't even know there was a Majora's Mask manga. So that's yeah, there's me a either. Twilight Princess one too. I don't know if there's a Wind Waker one, which they dropped the ball on that. Like, if anything, do a Wind Waker one. <laughs> Honestly, a Wind Waker like Saturday or Sunday morning cartoon strip would be great. I don't even know, like, I don't, I don't even know what it would be, but just like silly things, you know, that are just like little four pain. It would be good. But yeah, I, uh, it's interesting in any case, I, Breath of the Wild being your first one definitely does kind of set a different bar for Zelda yes. games. I mean, yeah, for sure. pretty much every other game in the series is different. So you go yeah. back, you're like, I love this. I'm gonna go back and play the other ones. You're like, this is so different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, it really depends on what you like about it, right? Yeah. Because there are people like, uh, more so Bob than me, that like, 
don't like Zelda games just in general, but Breath of the Wild is like this thing that really resonated with mm-hmm. him, where he's like, oh, yeah, this game is good. Uh, I'll play this. But the other ones, forget that. <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely, I mean, I know of a couple of people that love the Zelda, you know, form factor and formula and stuff and then did not like breath of the wild for that reason and like for all these things i mean i mentioned a couple months back or weeks back that i was talking to a friend of mine and he was listing off all these reasons that he didn't like it and i was like yeah i could definitely see that one but then i kind of felt like this about it after a while and like towards after a little while through the conversation he was like you know what Maybe I did like Breath of the Wild more than I thought I did. I was like, that's really funny. Yeah, yeah I mean, some people just like linear stuff, man. Some people like being told what to do. Yeah, it's like uh, like when you have to describe Minecraft to somebody, it's like it's kind of a game you just do whatever you want. We're like, but what what do I want to do? <laughs> yeah, but like, tell me yeah. what I want to do. That's though, honestly but. the. I think the primary reason I've never even tried to get into Minecraft was because the only times I've played it was the creative mode at a friend's house where they're like, this is awesome. I have all the tools at my disposal. Normally I'm so limited, but now I can do whatever I want. And for me, I'm like, okay, well, it's if you just give me like a billion Legos, I'm going to, and no direction, actually, okay, with Legos, I'd figure out some direction. But, uh, mm. you know, all things considered, it's it's nice to have a kind of direction of some sort and limitations yeah. to start out with, and then you can kind of grow past those limitations. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. True indeed. Mark Albert says, from the old man in the chats, I have a great love for Zelda series since its first debut in the U.S. when I got it in 87. That's only surpassed by Mario, Kid Icarus, and Metroid. I agree that Zelda 2 is divisive, with the overworld being troubling factor, in my opinion, that was similar to why I couldn't get into Dragon Crest slash Warrior as well. But always had a nostalgic love well into the Wii and Wii U era when I was just more a casual gamer for a period. Breath of the Wild got me back into my love of video games, and part of that has to do with how, for me at least, made for how it made open world gaming accessible without saddling me down with what was a common trope among them. Great concise list and reasons. Thanks. Um, yeah. I feel the same way because like I start a lot of open world games and just due to the nature of our channel like uh, I'm sure Luis you play a lot more games that like don't necessarily resonate with you but you stick with it because you gotta do the review yeah. if the game doesn't resonate with me I'm like okay I'm done because like I'm not going to talk about this unless I care about yeah, it I don't, I don't um, have that freedom sometimes I'll like I'll, <laughs> sometimes I'll see a, a game that looks cool and I'm like can I get a code for this I get the code and the game kind of sucks I'm like well I guess I'm playing this for 20 hours <laughs> oh <Yeah>. man <laughs> yeah that sucks (laughs) yeah so like that's something that like open world games i'll start them like the more like traditional or i guess traditional quotes like the assassin's creeds and like that Mm. sort of thing like i'll play those and i'm like "Ah, i don't really like this one but breath of the wild just how it like approached everything and like had changes to that like established genre uh they just all stuck with me a lot more and like it it does a lot better of a job of making you feel like you're making progress even when you're just exploring. Like, most of that game, I, I turned the HUD off, I wasn't looking at the map, I would just wander and say, oh, that looks neat over there, and then that would make me progress. Because, like, I ran into, like, Prince, uh, some, which is his name, the Prince guy. Yeah. I ran into him, yeah. and that started the uh, Sidon? Uh, Sidon, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's um, great. So I ran into him, and so many of the other cutscenes, just by, like, letting my curiosity be my guide. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and I, I think that that was a, a really cool way for them to do something. I mean, you can like, always just to, pull up that, to, like, to that map it. tracking to see where you haven't been in that game yet. That wasn't even out. Yeah, right? mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm post DLC. Yeah. I yeah. always joke that like right. when I die, when I die, and if this was Breath of the Wild if, <laughs> in real life, that you would just see me yeah. go back and forth the 405 freeway to and from LA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all you would see. Oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, I uh, yeah, good comment, Mark Albert. I appreciate it. Benjamin Aquino says, "Nice YouTube topic. I will also share with you my rankings from best to worst order: Breath of the Wild, number one; Link to the Past, Hyrule Warriors, Link's Awakening, How dare you have Hyrule Warriors, <laughs> The Legend of Zelda, and Zelda Two. I cannot rank Cadence of Hyrule's as I have not played it. I would like to play it at some point. However, the only rhythm game that I really enjoyed over my vast game experience has been the theater." Rhythm Final Fantasy and Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy Curtain Call. Probably said that wrong, but you know, here we go. I think that's how that's you cool. say it. Dope. We're doing things. Good job, y'all. <laughs> With that said, <laughs> I have a feeling that Cadence of Hyrule will end up being on that a little lackluster for me, he said. Uh, my question to uh, you is, have you played theater rhythm games at all? Is or There's a Dragon Quest version that released in Japan. My main reason to ask this, you, uh, this question is if you think that specific style of rhythm game would work for The Legend of Zelda and if you personally would play it. In answer to your question, I think Breath of the Wild, will Breath of the Wild 2 will rank number two. I'm not sure it will outdo the original, but I think it has the potential to be very close. Also, Zelda better be playable. True. That's a fact. Um, I never played a theater rhythm, theater, theater rhythm game because <laughs> I'm not a huge uh, Final Fantasy fan. So I was like, I, like, I don't even want to play the regular Final Fantasy. Why would I play the uh, rhythm? Um, but like, I've obviously they, played they them so Zelda. much that I have forgotten they, even how to say them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I've never um, even heard so of like, <laughs> If they did like a Pokemon one or like, you know, Zelda, I would try it. Sure. Mm -hmm. I played the the first one. I think it was on 3DS. Uh, I think it would work. I think the only thing you would need to do with that is like just have an iconic soundtrack. And yeah, Zelda has one. So I mean, what? I feel like you could put this on anything. What kind of like what's the gameplay of those games exactly? Uh, think like like music reaction with like notes, but then like the the way it's displayed is more like I would describe it like the frets on the guitar. Okay. So like a guitar, it's like a Guitar Hero game. Kinda. I think that well, it's vertical there. In this game, it's horizontal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, but I mean, it's it's basically you know tap the note when the note comes up. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right for that kind of thing. As long as the songs are interesting enough, that's you know the main thing. And then at that point, pretty much anything can work with that because um, it's just mm -hmm. the gameplay part of it is reflexes and music but probably a little bit more reflexes than specifically music. But um, yeah, I mean, I can see that definitely working for Legend of Zelda in that case. On the Breath of the Wild 2 thing, I, ooh, what do you think, Luis? Do you think it'll outrank Breath of the Wild 1? See, I'm conflicted because my favorite Mario game, I go back on whether it's Galaxy 1 or 2, and mm. it's like, I love Galaxy, but maybe I should say two because it's a galaxy with more stuff pretty much. But then like it doesn't have right. that wow factor of it being like this is the first time I ever played a galaxy game. Yep. So it's hard. And also I don't know what Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be like. I know it's Very probably going to use the same engine, but like it could be a completely different game. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to I want to call out uh, Solas, Mark, and Benjamin. Y'all forgot Link's crossbow training. It was like best game ever made. Y'all real messed up. 
not pulling up the best Zelda game. I'm real disappointed in you guys. They didn't put that in there because that wasn't in the video. This was like specifically, obviously, because of course it's the best one. Uh, Don't bring up Hyrule Warriors and forget crossbow training. How dare you? Because that's on Switch. It's the ones that are specifically on Switch. Oh, that's true. That's true. You you know, crossbow training is too great. Just put the Switch Switch, underneath the Wii, you know? Switch doesn't deserve it yet. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I I think that it really depends on the person and it depends on what they do with it. Like if they add dungeons to Breath of the Wild 2, mm-hmm. that's going to make it better to so many mm-hmm. people. Um, but it could also but make it worse me, for some other people. Like yeah. I, I was just about to yeah. say, it could potentially make it worse for mm-hmm. me. But if they do do what it looks like they might do and put Zelda in it and make it co-op, best game. Best I game. mean, I feel like, I feel like yeah. if all they did to, to it was just do like a another similar breath of the wild game but they made like the narrative a bit more intriguing and, like captivating i think that'd be enough for me for it to put honestly it over same one. yeah exactly and like zelda being playable would be amazing i 100 percent am for that um definitely like better narrative kind of thing would be awesome because at this point like the mechanics are already kind of there like you know what those are they also didn't have to spend as much time on those like they at this point they can leave in the basic ones that are there and then you know sp- put their time in different places and stuff i mean uh, your comment with uh mario galaxy one and two is like that's that kind of thing is tricky because it's like really the the wow factor the first time you play something is Mm. like that's a significant part of something um so you know just if a game is mechanically better i don't know if that's always necessarily going to mean that it's like a better game emotionally to you or something like that but at the same time like well if it's just pure empirical stuff you know so that's hard to answer um yeah i think something important too is that i mean despite there being like galaxy one and two they kind of just like erase the story in one despite there not being a strong story to begin with (laughs) uh with breath of the wild one i didn't think i think its story was one of the weaker aspects of that game but i mean this is besides what zelda 1 and then zelda 2 like this is a direct follow-up that obviously is more than just like hey we're doing the same style again but this is directly like mm-hmm. continuing the story so yeah. i think that's really important mm-hmm. to denote to there too that it's not just like hey obviously a lot of copies were sold of this game so we're going to make another one but it's like hey this mm-hmm. is chapter two of this yep. game i mean like majora's yeah. mask kind of thing too i guess where like yeah. you know that i mean it's sort of like a little bit link's awakening and the oracle games i think are technically the same link as link to the past one but it's hmm. like those stories aren't really connected you know like link's awakening the most connected it could be is like and then after after he did all this stuff in link to the past he went sailing and then all yeah. of a sudden link's yeah. awakening happened like that's not a continuation that's just you know like i don't know something else but yeah i if they really do continue that well that would be super cool uh, Jordan DeBest says, I'm bad at Zelda games because I always get stuck on what I'm supposed to do next. I would wonder you Ocarina... Out your name, Jordan. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I would wonder Ocarina of Time aimlessly for hours until I just stopped playing it. With Breath of the Wild, I can just about do whatever, and it's not a problem. I 100% agree with Zelda games shouldn't hold your hand, but at least provide context clues. Besides the fetch quest and Link's Awakening, it does a great job at providing context clues. Yeah, I think I highly agree with that. It's like a game that doesn't hold your hand, but it's like nudges you in the right direction when you need it. Yep. Honestly, having the phone booth, I think, is a really good, like, somewhere that you know you can go to ask. Uh, So, okay, similar example, Mario Odyssey. I So I got all the moons and all the coins and stuff. I had to look up maybe, like, 
four of the moons and like i don't know maybe like 12 of the purple coins you know across all the kingdoms combined but most of that i didn't have to look up and that's not because like i'm just like so brilliant at i figured out all the places by myself but some of the i would just exhaust my in-game resources first of going to Mm -hmm. um what not I'd go first to the parrot who gives you like, here's just the name of the moon. And then from there, like that's still kind of a riddle. So it's still like in game, it feels good to like have figured it out. And then from that, if I couldn't figure it out, I'd go to whatever the next thing is where it's, it would give you the location. But sometimes still that wasn't like, that didn't actually not exactly yeah. it's like something that points you in a different direction to yeah find it. so um so that kind of thing like it's it's nice to have in-game places you can go where it's like okay i've come to the end of my resources that are super obvious now like let me go to the place that, like the guy in the game that can give the me a Google. hint yeah because it's like it feels a bit deflating when you get to you know when you look something up because you feel like well i just can't figure it out and it was like pfft it was just right there the whole time. Like it was obvious or it's just as annoying. If it's like, that wasn't obvious at all. So having the game provide yeah. some of that is very good. Mm. Agreed. Indeed. And then let's talk a uh, Parker's video. Fill me in. Parker. Let's What'd you do? do it. Yeah. So, uh, pretty straightforward. We just talked about all the games that are coming out in October. So there you go. There's that some games like coming out in October. Video. it honestly what like i because everybody i mean i talked about this in the intro but like everybody was talking about like so many games coming up in september so many games in september which is absolutely true um but then all of a sudden like there's all these games coming out in october too that just snuck out there so uh we talked about holiday just in general is yeah i miss january there's like nothing but capcom (laughs) games (laughs) yeah pretty much so yeah so we've got some comments here uh sailor mercury says i dislike how overpriced some of these switch games are especially the ports there's no reason for resident evil 5 and 6 to be 30 dollars each considering they're over a decade old and regularly go down to eight dollars each on the psn store nintendo needs to rethink their pricing for eShop. it turns me off from buying as many games as i do on their platforms on other, on other platforms. platforms thank you that's, that's um, more of a capcom thing though i don't think that's nintendo yeah it's not, it's not like Nintendo mandates, like, our games must cost more. <laughs> but also Nintendo um, just put out Link's Awakening for 60 bucks. That's true. But, <laughs> yeah. but I, think, I think that it's less like how people think pricing should be determined is different from how companies yes. think they should. Yeah. Vastly. Because people think just because, like, it's, it's a correlation thing. It's like, oh, well, it's cheaper on PlayStation, so that means that they feel like since time has passed, it should be cheaper. But really, sales have slowed, so they're like, hey, we want sales to pick back up, and in order to do that, we gotta make it cheaper to incentivize people to start buying it again. That doesn't really happen as often with Nintendo properties, mm-hmm. so that's why Nintendo games are usually more expensive. Like last year, they sold like a hundred thousand copies of a Wii game that came out in freaking twenty eleven. <laughs> you know, like it, so. It, it, as much as people complain about Nintendo prices, they're not really doing much to change how they operate. You know, like mm-hmm. you're still going to buy it. Yeah, <laughs> so and that's why. over the years, the price of like games being made has gone up but like we've stayed at 60 bucks since like the gamecube era yeah so right. i mean that's why you're seeing all these like service uh, incentives and dlc and even like nintendo where yeah they put out dlc for some games like splatoon had free quote-unquote dlc or updates for like years both on one and two mm-hmm. and i think like their main ex- exception is smash brothers where they have dlc but that's pretty much become like a service game where like 
you were just actively yeah. paying another like five to ten bucks every five six months just for like a new character mm-hmm. right i think yeah that's i was gonna say something specific and it'll come back to me but i i think the big picture is okay i just remembered um so like i mean even with the disney vault that whole thing it's the fact that they bring it back out people come in droves to buy the thing and then they put it back away and then the next time they bring it back out people come in droves to buy the thing it's like okay yeah we should keep doing this <laughs> and so i think right. similarly it's 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 really a supply demand kind of thing well i guess less supply but it's you know really a question the companies ask themselves is how much are people willing to spend on such and such thing on in this location or whatever so i think i mean like you guys said too you know once something gets has been around for a while people are gonna pay are gonna want to pay less for it so it's interesting to me anyway that like that sony for a lot of their first party games that they do you know lessen their prices as quickly as they do um but obviously they see a need for it or you know whatever it's it's because it's a sales thing like if you look at the sales trajectory for horizon zero Mm -hmm. dawn that launched around the same time that breath of the wild did breath of the wild was destroying it and this is on the wii u (laughs) and at the time a new platform the switch that had a fraction of the install base but once they started lowering it and by the end of the year mm-hmm. it was like under twenty dollars that you could buy this game with the dlc yep. i think i saw somewhere recently <laughs> um, it was like complete edition for nine dollars or twelve dollars or something like yeah. that and i was like all right that's i mean that's yeah. awesome like that's I a great think, deal <laughs> but i think the difference is like you go up to the street and you show like somebody a picture of mario whether they're gaming or not like they know who mario is you show a picture of Adam, exactly. and you're like who the hell is that <laughs> yeah <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, I think all that. And, I mean, Luis, like you said, too, it's this is a Capcom decision. They've done this on all of their games at this point. So, it's, it's you know, it does suck because it makes it feel probably to somebody like Sailor Mercury. You know, maybe it feels mm-hmm. like it's like Nintendo screwed me over because, you know, all their games are more expensive on here. But a lot of those really are just, like, on a newer platform that has a more vibrant user base at this time that's, like, going out and buying more kind of exploratory games compared to... You know, on right now because the PS4 and Xbox One life cycles are kind of slowing down and dying out, people are going to buy the games that they know they want on there, but probably not going to like go and hang around and see what else is going on because it's just that's kind of not where the user base is right now. Whereas on the Switch, that's more the case. People will just go to the eShop and be like, "Well, let's see what's up." And so, you yeah. know, there's you're yeah, just I mean, going to get more Switch sales. is what not even three years old at this point, and to further the fact they've actually started doing that uh, like basically voucher thing where it's like buy two get one free. Uh-huh. So like they're they're offering pretty good deals too. PS4 and Xbox One are both gonna die at by the end of next year anyway. Yeah. So different cycle. Yep, absolutely. Uh, David Cronk says the game. Which first of all, if if that's your last name, uh, it it just reminds me I uh, of Emperor's New Groove, and I like that <laughs> yes. a lot. So squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. That guy. Good old Patrick Warburton. I was Finnish puffs. Uh, Spinach bus, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. All right, moving along. David Croc says he probably gets that a lot. I'm sure he hates that. Uh, <laughs> the game I bought a Switch for is coming in October. I do love all my Nintendo games, both Switch and older consoles, but I was a bit disappointed that Luigi's Mansion 2 was only on DS and I never had one. The, the first was my favorite GameCube game, and I'm very excited to see what 3 will be like. 
That is interesting. Yes, agreed. I've never heard anyone ever say that in my life. <laughs> so many people that I hear like specifically talk about Luigi's Mansions, either like, yeah, I like that game, that game's cool, or they vehemently hate it because it wasn't Mario. <laughs> I mean, I definitely know a lot of people that, that yeah, that really like it or something. But what was interesting, especially to me about this one, was uh, I was curious. Pokemon, huge system seller this, you know, this holiday. And Link's Awakening, it's a Zelda. So, like, even even with the kind of controversy around it, like, should it be $60, blah, blah, blah. Like, still a system seller. It's a, it's a Zelda game. It's, it's Breath of the Wild at Jason. Yes, right. So, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, oh, that looks like the same character of that, that other game. Right. That I like and there's so, I mean, you know, and there's Breath of the Wild, Mario odyssey like there's a lot of backlog of games that people at this point be like all right it's been around for a while you know i'll get a switch i was curious for a while though like is luigi's mansion a system seller type game like will people buy a switch for luigi's mansion because i i just don't know you know like a lot of people are very excited about it so this comment was really interesting on that front to me yeah um the luigi's mansions games at least on the gamecube I don't think it sold that well. It did better on 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, pulling that right, <laughs> right now. All right. In the meantime, uh, David, I, I got some some hardcore math for you. Uh, I'm assuming you're the game he was talking about that he's waiting for Switch is Luigi's Mansion 3. Go get mm-hmm. a used 2DS at GameStop. You know, support your local games so they're dying. Go That's buy right. a used 2DS yes. for like 30 bucks. Go get Luigi's Mansion uh, Nintendo Select Dark Moon for 20 bucks and then go get Luigi's Mansion the remake on 3DS for like 30 bucks. That's like... <laughs> Seventy dollars, you know, it's like after taxes. That's what the Switch game would have cost. You got yourself a whole system in two games. You're welcome, dude. Next question: Is it really just thirty bucks for a for a used? Yes. I see Dark Is Moon. That a 2DS, I, I pulled I'm it up on my phone right now. You can get a you can get Dark Moon at GameStop for twenty bucks new. You can get the remake uh, mm-hmm. for about twenty bucks used. Mm-hmm. A 3DS or I mean a 2DS original costs like yeah. thirty bucks at most, forty bucks. Yeah, you're spending like seventy dollars at most, and after taxes, a Switch game costs like sixty-five bucks. Like you know, yeah, you're welcome. Go get yourself a 2DS. <laughs> Look at that math. Good I'm stuff. using that business so, degree. So the sales numbers for Dark Moon were over four million. Okay, it can be four so million in one, dude. Go get, the, go get this game. <laughs> it's pretty good. There you go. Yeah, go no, play that game. amazing. Not enough people played that game. Yep. Yeah, like I'm excited to see great. a lot of that stuff coming up in, you know, like, because it seems like it's got, I mean, I mentioned this in the video, but, like, in thinking about Luigi's Mansion 3, it seems like it has the single player kind of, like, more long-form focus of the of the first game in terms of the single player, but then has kind of the, you know, more... Uh, short burst type gameplay in the multiplayer stuff as well and also just the multiplayer itself in there so like that's cool that it's bringing both of those things together you know in one place exactly it kind of looks like it's mixing up that dark mood uh like the gameplay evolution while still keeping the i would say the the mansion design of like having themes of that nature in the first yeah Which it looks so good too. Just like visually, it's it's just cute and beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I played it back at E3 for like thirty minutes, and it's just like there's a lot of a uh, personality and character. Yeah. To not just like Luigi himself, but like the world design. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's great stuff. Uh, Max Wright, our good bud over at Loopots, go check out Loopots.com. 
and whatnot says, Parker, my good friend, you have outdone yourself this week. I laughed, I learned, I spooked my pants at the terrifying onslaught of scary month games. Kudos. Um, I just like that you spooked my pants because that made me laugh. <laughs> so I mean, you'd be using that I one next like that said, <laughs> yeah. I like that he said scary month because that was the thing on this podcast. That's true. <laughs> You're so right. It's our scary month. It is our scary <laughs> month. Um, and then he said, it's I like to think month. Nintendo are leaving the end of November to middle of January open for people to catch up on their backlogs. But truly, consumerism has caught up with us all when... Uh, when we're when we're desperately scrambling for Nintendo to stop releasing games so that we can buy more games, <laughs> agreed. I mean, yeah, that's a move. <laughs> uh, I, I think yes. that's uh, a mood. I like it. I think uh, my December will be primarily just beating a percent of five Royale because I'm importing it next month, and that's like an eighty-hour game. I'm gonna have to like work my way through. Yep. Yeah, yeah I, I should thing. clarify. That's the Japanese version. It's not coming out here for like yeah. till spring, I think. Oh wow! Yeah, learn Japanese. Yeah, and that'll be especially it. yeah, and in you know what, a third language at that point. That's uh, that'll be yeah, English, Spanish, and Japanese. Worth it, man. Go go get yourself Persona Five early. Nice. <laughs> I would just be sitting on the just title screen looking at it like that's you know right. By Luigi's Mansion, by Persona Five, Royale or Royal? It's Royal. Keep tweeting Royal. Atlas to put that thing on Switch, please. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yes, do that because it's the only way that I will ever play. That is true. I have a PlayStation. So many people tell me that RPG I'm like real mad. Persona Five <laughs> is freaking fantastic. <laughs> I don't want to play a game like that on the TV. I just all right, you know, don't. go get yourself a PlayStation Vita remote play that thing. You know, there you go. I, ha- I had a Vita, but like, oh my god, they can remote play this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so many hurdles. It didn't that. work. It, like the remote play didn't work well for me. I have gigabit internet. So I was I was just upset and I was like, all right, I'm not I'm not using this stupid thing anymore because like there's no reason why this shouldn't shouldn't work. Luis has all the solutions for you. Just, uh, you know, the things. Uh, Lizard has a comment, too. This is the last one for this video. Uh, and says, I'll be picking up Luigi's Mansion 3 for sure. I just wish it was coming out sooner because, well, it's Halloween and I got a Switch to do. As a big fan of Pokemon, or, and then separately, as... And as big a fan of Pokemon as I am, I'm going to pass on Little Town Hero at least until after the month is over and I can get some solid reviews from trusted sources. Check out Luis's review on Little Town Hero. I guess Dream. I gotta review that now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really want to play Little Town Hero, but I feel obligated to. <laughs> So I'm probably going to check. Yeah, I'm like hearing my thoughts out loud right now as I hear you. <laughs> it's like I don't really feel like playing it, but I think I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I like again, like as I've said, I usually don't do that. But I, as I also established before we started recording, I do a lot of Pokemon videos, and I feel like I need to look for the like things that they should do in Pokemon or things mm-hmm. that they do here that they learn from Pokemon. And do a video like yeah. that. Mm. Um, so that'll be like the only reason why I play it because of my love for Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'll enjoy... I mean, I might play it late. Probably a lot of these games coming out this fall, I'm just going to be playing late because I also have a full-time job and wife and all that stuff. So I don't get to play quite as much as I would sometimes like to. But, I mean, just... I I will enjoy the combat and stuff of it. I like kind of the card-based... I mean, it's not cards, but it's sort of like cards-based combat and all that kind of stuff, so it'll be fun no, Maybe, maybe cool. it'll surprise you. I, I had no intention of playing Sushi Striker, and I kind of liked it after I played it, so you know? <laughs> nice. I, I played the demo for that, and I was like, 
I'm having fun, but I also don't care. <laughs> like, it was like, uh, I like I that's, kind of, that's kind of probably going to be my, my take going into my town. But yeah. we'll see. <laughs> Good stuff. I, I almost checked out uh, the Sushi Striker, mm-hmm. but I gave that code to both. Nice. I got a review so, copy and I was like, I didn't know this came yeah, out this week, but okay. <laughs> Here we go. Same. But I gave it to somebody else that used to be on this yep. channel. Mm. Cause I was like, this is your, more your speed. Mm-hmm. You're more excited for this game than I am. I'm a one man team. I don't get that. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. We've got something like a, uh, like divinity original sin. We got a code for that. Did you ever reach out to, to Larian and let them know that we talked about it? I don't know. Oh, I do got to do that. Okay. It. I'll email them. <laughs> um, but we got a code for that. And AJ was like, I don't really, I don't know if I am going to play this game. Do you want to play it? And I was like, sure and man i've been playing it it's honestly like yeah we we have some good overlap there so that's nice but like i i'm looking forward to having finished some of the other games that i'm playing so that i can get Mm -hmm. back to playing divinity because it's really just make a a, another a third nintendo account and just redeem them there and just share the account we do that a little bit we did that with fire emblem long story short aj will Mm -hmm. tell you the more red red my fire emblem we uh so so i was playing his fire emblem because like i didn't think i was gonna like that game um so I was like i don't know what this. um i ended up liking it so then we had to like juggle back and forth and then i got the new switch the like with the better battery or whatever yeah. um and then while i was doing the transfer i didn't want to like message parker and be like yo parker what's your account information that i forgot <laughs> Said it to me, and I, I was like, "Just forget it, dude. I just want to transfer Splatoon and Pokemon, and then leave. And then that's what I did. So rip my forty-hour yep. uh, fire. That's music. right. Did you do that thing where like you brought in your Switch to GameStop, and you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna be here for the three hours, you know? <laughs> just sub." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't that long. It took like maybe a half an hour. I have a two fifty-six gigabyte card. I'm just like. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> oh, I didn't download. I didn't see. Like I said, my internet's pretty fast, so I didn't bother with that. I only transferred the saves, and then I re-downloaded all my nice. games. Like I once I got home. Yep. Speaking of re-downloading, has nothing to do with that. We got the Q and A section, <laughs> so here we go into there. <laughs> so the first thing we do in the Q and A is grab a couple comments from the podcast from last week. So if you're watching on YouTube or just listening somewhere else and want to pop over to YouTube and leave a comment on the video, you can, and you can do that, and then you can say all sorts of things to Luis, and then next week he probably won't be on, and so we'll read those, and somebody else will be like, okay, cool, whatever that was, something uh, <laughs> <laughs> like that. Uh, but anyway case we're we got a couple comments to read from last week so here we go with them uh marky mark said with regards to the the demo conversation i rarely play them i played some pokemon 3ds demos because they came they gave certain unique pokemon but otherwise no i know what i like and i don't often deviate However, I recently played about one hour of Dragon Quest XI S, my first Dragon Quest game. I realized very quickly this was my jam and decided to delete the demo and wait for the game. The opposite happened with Death Eater 3, though, I think. Uh, I never played one, but I thought it looked cool. Gave it a go and realized, nope, not for me. So, the Switch is introducing me to new franchises I never gave the chance to before. Funnily enough, that's the purpose of demos. True. What a good narrative yeah. there. <laughs> Just like <laughs> there's a good little plot in the comments. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if anything, the use of demos actually transfer progression is really well done. Like, 
I was yeah. 10 hours ahead of my Dragon Quest playthrough because of that demo. So when I finally got my review copy, I was like, yes. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not like, like I have to start from the very beginning again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I can cut corners on, on playthrough time, I'm happy. Yep. True. I think, yeah, yeah. that's, I, I mean, and I kind of mentioned it last week, but I think the, the demo is really like being able to either, like, man, if you had a Dragon Quest Eleven demo that didn't, you know, transfer your save over, like that would suck. So, like, I, I think a lot of people just wouldn't buy it at that point because they'd be like, "Well, that's not worth it." Like, I don't want yeah, to play, play the first ten hours, 10 hours again. again. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's you know, th- that's the way to do it, all things considered. So, uh, but I think demos are nice because it gives you an idea of like have I had my fill from just this demo? And if so, I'm not going to play it at all. And so some of those games, that's the case for me. Like Mega Man 11, when that, um, I, I really haven't played any Mega Man games before. And so I played the demo, which was just that first level. And I was like, yeah, that was fun enough. I don't really want any more of it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm good. <laughs> which, you know, I feel a bit bad saying because people probably love Mega Man 11. But I for me, it was just, just fine. Should have been Mega Man X9, dude. <laughs> All in Should due time, I imagine. I don't. I don't really know. Um, next comment or next comment from last week is oh so animated. Oh so animated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm good at the words. Uh, <laughs> some dumb crazy law makes it where you could only purchase consoles slash games from one company only. Between Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony, you have to make your pick and completely destroy any accessories, games, consoles, etc. From the ones you didn't choose. Who are you going with? I choose Nintendo, of course, but would be devastated to have to destroy all my other consoles slash games from the other companies. I have quite a lot. Um, can I trade the other ones to GameStop? No. Uh, Absolutely not. That's, I don't know. Sure. That's not cool. I feel like putting Microsoft uh, on here is pretty useless. They put their games on other stuff already. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, you play on PC, or as of lately, play Ori on Switch. Watch my review on my channel. <sighs> that's uh, right. Hey, watch yes. my review on his channel. <laughs> Uh, I feel like yeah, I feel like this is more like a Sony or Nintendo question. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very yeah. easy question for me. I'll and go ahead and knock just He already this law it already, already exists to him. and he we've already, already taken care of it. <laughs> <laughs> that should answer it for you. Yeah, I I haven't even put enough money to get other consoles. So I uh I've just got a Switch and a Wii and game you know, GameCube three D S stuff, so like I don't even have any other consoles at the moment, so look at that. Oh, so animated. You already did it to the past. (laughs) I mean, it's also an easy one for me, even though I already have the other consoles, Mm because I don't play. Like, I have this whole setup going on, and there's limited desk base, and I wanted to have the TV in a position that makes it easier for me to stream, which means I had to move my PlayStation or my Xbox. And I was like, well, I use my Xbox to stream Minecraft, so PlayStation, you got to go up there, one of those shelves. Mm -hmm. So rip, dude, rip. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I take my PlayStation out every once in a while. Like, I'll pro- no, never mind. I was about to say I'll probably play Death Stranding, but then I realized I'm not going to play it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about you, Luis? The Last of Us. You totally <laughs> probably have the hardest um, time of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like, I play a bit of everything, so I'm like, I don't stick to one console very much. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's tough. Hmm trying to think of like my favorite games of this year i'm like do i like my ps4 exclusives or my or my switch mm. i feel like i would go nintendo just because they really picked up the place or pick up the pace with the switch if we were back like on the wii u 360 ps3 era would have gone playstation like oh yeah no 100%. doubt yeah um <laughs> i mean maybe my answer will change post death stranding and last of us 2 uh but as of right now uh nintendo switch just because what's the last playstation exclusive i played i think it was like 
Days Gone in that game kind of sucked. <laughs> and then before and before that was Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man, but like it was so yeah, while I ago. Spider-Man. I feel like it's been a good minute since I played like mm-hmm. a PlayStation exclusive where I'm like, wow, everyone should play this game. <laughs> Did Spider-Man come out like this time last year? It was either last year or yeah. May? Was it last no, year? Yeah, it was, was last year? year. It was September 4th or something like that, I think, of last year. Yeah, so like, um, yeah, that was the last time I played uh, my PlayStation for any prolonged period of time. And you know how they do it? Like at the end of the year, they're like, "You played this much time, or uh-huh, whatever." Right? Yeah, uh, they're like, "You played twenty hours of your PlayStation <laughs> this year." All of that was Spider-Man. No, like five hours of that was like uh, Red Dead Redemption. Oh, yeah, yeah right. I feel like um, this year all I did was play Days Gone. Like, what other exclusive came out on it? <laughs> um, that game kind of sucked. I think that might really be it that i can think of at least i mean i'm not again i don't have a playstation so i guess but that i can think of that might be it yeah like i mean there we go i'd play my switch there it is everybody's playstation Uh sorry even my my third party i'm thinking on my xbox one x so like even like (laughs) i'm sorry pro like Yep. Uh, last comment from last week. G Pimpio says some more things. Number one, I'm still sorry about Parker needing to read my name. However, the level of sorrow <laughs> feel is relatively small compared to the image. level of amusement I experienced. Agreed. I'm with you there. It's still fun. Uh, number two, what do you guys think vegetarians are like in the Pokemon world? Insufferable. Because <laughs> we were talking about the context, Luis. The, uh, we were talking about how. Uh, like humans eat pokemon in the pokemon world like that's just that's just the way it is um so yeah so what do we think vegetarians are like do vegetarians eat grass type pokemon is the question i mean probably not because not a lot of them are like food based i mean some of them are but like oddish for example some of them just straight up are like i'm pretty sure there's like isn't there like a cabbage pokemon yeah, and like Tropius, he has bananas on his neck. Is that, is that eating the animal? Does that oh, banana become another so. one? Probably not, because like there's a. I mean, that's a great question, but like, um, <laughs> you know, Eldegoss or Alcremie or something you know? like that. Like, there's yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, it seems to me, at least based on the anime, there's enough fruits and vegetables in the world that you could, uh, maybe that would be the difference between being a vegetarian and a vegan. So a vegetarian would still maybe eat some Pokemon-related fruits and veggies or whatever, but yeah. then a vegan would True. be like, nope, none of that Pokemon stuff. I'm just, like, not even Miltank milk, you know, Moomoo milk or whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I'm in the Pokemon world, I'm eating Magikarp all the time, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah i mean come on that's what's up and then the last one is aj is we're not going to go into this one we're just going to read it and move along (laughs) number three aj is right about the pairs the question to does parker like pairs is yes parker saying that any given pair has a low likelihood of him enjoying it is a valid statement but the answer to a different question this is true so i mean i'll it's that's all I'm yeah. saying. I uh, if if it was just a pure yes or no answer, then yeah, probably, probably I think you're yes. right. So we'll go yes. with that. Yep. Luis is like, what next in the world are we talking? Okay, so comment. now we're on to questions from this week. Uh, these are a couple different places you can do this. YouTube community, we ask there. We ask on Twitter and we ask on Discord. You can ask questions any of those places, and then we talk about them, and it's grand and fun and wonderful. Edwin Valenz- uh, Valenzuela says, have you guys noticed the icon on the bottom left of the home screen for 
playing in handheld mode on the OG Switch looks exactly like the Switch Lite. The Joy-Cons are clearly attached. The Switch Lite was leaked, and we didn't even know it. By the way, I own a regular <laughs> Switch and picked up the Switch Lite as, a, as well as a consumer. I think the price is... Bleh, picked up the Switch Lite as well. As a consumer, I think the price point is perfect for what it provides and is pretty darn comfortable compared to the OG Switch. I can't speak to how comfortable it is, but I do think that's a really good price point. Uh, it's definitely in that price range. That's like I just randomly might buy somebody else's Switch and say, "Hey, I want you to play Switch." Here. And obviously, they're Thank not you. opposed to I think having sales on it. Like I think they priced it mm. at a perfect point where it's like just out at like some people are like two hundred bucks. That's still a little bit steep, you know, whatever. And then. It goes on sale for literally any amount. If it goes on sale for 1% off, it's under $200 and feels like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'll do it for I mean, $197. It's technically $199 <laughs> right now, so it's, yeah, it's already true. It already is, you're right. <laughs> that's true. I would but say, yeah, it's like, like yeah. you know, you can probably find a deal on it because the One S uh, or the Xbox One S is technically 250 but like, I've only ever seen mm-hmm. it at like 190 with like a copy of Minecraft. So, mm-hmm. I mean, even if it doesn't go on sale, they'll probably attach some game to it for the holiday, and that's like what 60 bucks saved. That's already a good deal. A reminder: the 3DS mm-hmm. launched at 250. So yeah, like, right. Put that into perspective. <laughs> True. <laughs> yep. I. I agree. And they're trying to like the the whole point of the Switch Lite is that they're trying to get to the point where they replace that part of their market, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. where it becomes the like impulse buy for the parent that wants to get their kid a console. Yeah, man, that's like, the impulse buy for like the 24 year old YouTuber who doesn't need one right now. <laughs> true. 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 I mean, and Louis, like you said earlier too, it's this holiday is going to be a huge boon for like right now everybody's buying it for themselves but honestly i mean i've said this before on here but i think its biggest sell is going to be people that are buying it for other people like that's going to be where a lot of its sales come from maybe not most of them but a significant portion more so than probably the original switch i think i mean if we're counting parents buying them for kids it's probably yeah that's true (laughs) so uh yeah it'll be i mean or just yeah people buying them for their friends or family or something like that like it's Holiday season is going to be real strong for the Switch Lite specifically. Um, I just want the Pokemon yeah. one, but like, I really don't like. If like that would be a bad decision because <laughs> I'll probably never play it. But I just want it because it's Pokemon. I mean, yeah, maybe, but then again, like probably that's one that'll because it's the first special edition. Maybe it'll go on like you know be the most prevalent and then go pretty cheap down the road or something like that and then you can just get it as collector thing i don't know who's to say F-Zero let me just, let me just ask if you were to get a <laughs> light this year what happens if you, if the pro gets announced this time like spring next year then i'm also gonna buy that <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> there you go uh, yep f-zero kid also known as falcon says okay so since school started back we're gonna stay with the classic this is the third week in a row that Falcon has posted a recipe in the comments, and I love it. The other times you didn't read them because they were too long, but here we go. This one's real short. You'll need one bowl, one spoon, milk, whichever you prefer. I like almond milk. Cereal, Rice Krispie Street cereal is the sleeper uh, goat. Pour cereal in bowl, pour milk on top of cereal. Enjoy. Hashtag fanatic foods. <laughs> so there you go there's that it's uh yeah it's a grand old time okay moving right along these are more question questions here we go into them from twitter max Wright from again from loot pots 
Our good buddy says, Nintendo just turned 130. Happy birthday, Mario. As we know, they have always been good at changing and adapting to keep themselves relevant. What do you guys see for the future of Nintendo hardware slash software for next generation and beyond? I think they're just going to do Switch again. But better. Luis, what do you think? think? (laughs) I would think Nintendo Switch is not, you know, just the next device i think it's a platform uh very much like the ds was you saw ds original ds Lite, dsi dsi xl if you want to argue with 3ds because 3ds could play ds games 3d you know that thing's been a thing for well over a decade already i feel like that's what switch is going to be uh you'll probably just see you know iterations that slightly improve on the actual tablet part and then my guess would be that you get docks with the gpus inside that use the same tech you would use on a laptop with an external gpu i yeah i'm totally with you there i mean even looking back at their back catalog pretty much every console they've had the next one you could kind of argue is just an iteration on the first so like the nes and then the super nes like that's just a beefed up nes you know in that sense kind of and then like n64 to gamecube a little bit less so but same I guess kind of idea maybe where that that whole line all four of those are just pretty much standard consoles but then like Wii into Wii U is those were very much supposed to be branched off the same kind of idea um yeah but then they got like oh absolutely yeah but you know it's like it's kind of iterating on the same idea and all things I mean all things considered the switch is sort of iterating off the Wii U like what they were trying to do but it's mm-hmm. it still stood apart where I think now they've struck gold with this I think yeah, their next console at least is going to be very much like two uh, DS to 3DS kind of transition where it's like just more of the same but better. You know, I'm calling it now. Right. It's not going to call. It's not going to be called Pro. It's going to be called Nintendo Switch I. It's going to call the same <laughs> the same Honestly, DS game structure. That would be wild yeah. if it was I. I just think it's going to be the new new Nintendo Switch or potentially uh, like the Super Nintendo Switch or something I, that, like that. Okay. I'd like yeah, Super I think Nintendo it's a, Switch. Yes, yeah, I totally. I guess it's a question of whether the, you know, if they come out with Nintendo Switch Pro, then that's an iteration of the Switch more so, you know, more like the new 3DS XL was. Whereas if they come out yeah. with Super Nintendo Switch, that would be the 3DS to the DS. Would be my right, 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 you know, right, right. sort of guess. But yeah, that's, I, that's more yeah. so what I'm talking about. I don't know if Nintendo, like, I don't know. They're doing a lot of weird stuff, but I don't know if they would do, like, a PlayStation 4 Pro, like, Xbox right. One X. Like a situation. midlife revision, mid, mid-gen refresh kind of thing? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. The, the interesting part of this question, too, I mean, and it's hard to say, but Max also asks for next-gen and beyond. So, like, all things considered, they are really good at adapting, but we don't know what the climate's going to be like for them to adapt to. Hmm. They're going to make a phone. <laughs> yep. Ultimately, there you go. I mean, I mean all the games they're going to play very dependent on Nvidia right now, anyway. So it's like whatever Nvidia can put out this time next year, and then mm-hmm. a few years after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they did say something like they're they expect their relationship to last at least the next ten mm-hmm. years. Yeah, exactly. So yep. I, I'm very excited for it. All things he said, it should be real fun. Uh, Falcon, next question, asks, what's your favorite way to eat potatoes? Fried, baked, mashed, <laughs> boiled, salad? Hashtag Fanatics Foods. Fried. Uh, fried. 
that was like out of nowhere i really had to think about it <laughs> yeah. um I, i've got a bit of backstory on this so uh, as <laughs> of, of course, course we do come on this is where are we now um yeah i so fried yes uh i again i lived in belgium for again striker xl what's up oh I'll, I'll be back in belgium next week that'll be fun um but i lived in belgium for six years and french fries are originally from belgium uh, here's the story about why they call it french fries though here you go a little bit of a lesson for today uh, apparently american soldiers were in belgium where half the country speaks french like that's the country was made up because part of the netherlands part of france were like man our country suck because of religion being different than we want it to be and then they're like, they're wow, like we, we can't, can't play new country. smash brothers oh no yeah. let's eat potatoes <laughs> <laughs> they were so ahead of the times they just got it oh man so in any case yeah they had um they had french fries they had fries frites in any um, case while they were in belgium and they heard people speaking in french and they were like pretty sure this is france and then they brought it back to like look at these french fries and all the belgians were obviously like dude that, that was our thing you kidding me <laughs> so that was more or less how that happened i think it was during world war one i'm pretty sure i could be wrong i think somebody so, was yeah. probably like they're, they're like what they're belgian fries and it's like yeah but that's not alliteration <laughs> it's Get not that at all freedom fries ah just go back to french it'll work <laughs> was freedom fries a thing where you guys were at back in like 2004 i don't know what you're talking Re- about oh man okay was so in virginia it, there were a ton of things in virginia at least i was there 2002 to 2004 um and a bunch of things they just that were french like french toast french fries i guess french bread i don't know um but definitely french toast and french fries they decided to call them freedom fries and freedom toast because it was when france wouldn't go into iraq with us or something like that so they were mad at france so they called them freedom fries and you'd see them like on signs driving around like mcdonald's be like freedom fries that's so like, dumb. tell friends. I, I was said. too young, you know. I was just too hyped for Nintendo Revolution at the time. Probably just like, not so. <laughs> fries. Uh, man. All right, moving along. Bianca Wicks asks if Comic Zone was made as an indie pixel art game today instead of the 90s when it got overshadowed by other great Genesis titles, would it had have been better recognized or better received slash gotten a sequel? Way forward would be all over that. <laughs> I feel like they could easily just remake that right now. Yeah, no, seriously. I, all things considered, I read this question ahead of time, and uh, I don't know if I, I've heard of Comic Zone, but I've never seen. I'm looking it up to see what it I actually looks like. I remember the Sega Genesis where it's like I had a, I had a Sega Genesis, but it was not one of the games that I played. But I do know this. It game. was like Madden '90s, you know. You just you have it. You don't know how you got it. It's there though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So it, uh, the idea is, it just looks like a comic, right? Pretty much. Yeah, I think I think it's a pixel yes. art comic, and it has you know like a speech bubbles and a bunch of stuff like that. Like the art cool. style is very much a comic panel. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it looks cool. I'm again, like I said, I don't know very much about it, but like that's that's dope. But yeah, a hundred percent. This is what they're going to do. They're going to do the Comic Zone Cinematic Universe, and then they're going to do video games for it. You heard it here first. I mean, just looking at screenshots of it now, I feel like, like, you know what comes to mind is, like, DuckTales Remastered, like, that art style applied to that. I could definitely see that. I, I mean, I think, yeah, absolutely. If it did, I didn't even know that it got overshadowed because, like, I've heard people talking about it, so I figured, like, oh, that must have been a pretty Was like, it on that Genesis thing, Classic Mini thing? Oh, was it? Wait, it was or it wasn't on the Genesis Classic Mini? I have no idea. I, didn't, I did not get it. But, I mean, if it's on there, then, hey, people must have played it. And if it's not on there, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Very true. There were some... Um, 
some weird game like on I don't know specifically about the lineup for the Genesis Mini I mean I heard people talking about it when it was announced but I've forgotten since then but it is interesting like with even the you know Nintendo uh, the NES Classic and SNES Classic like what games they didn't put on there like Chrono Trigger kind of stuff but then they did put Mm -hmm. on other ones like it's very interesting Um, but yeah all things considered I think you're right like WayForward or somebody like that these days would have a field day with that and it would be great is it on iOS today is it (laughs) Yes. Uh, next comment or next question from BLR really or BLRY. I think it's blurry. Blurry. You're probably right. <laughs> blurry asks, <laughs> why do you think Overwatch on Switch is locked at 30 frames per second and not 60, considering Paladins runs at 60 and is pretty much on par graphically with Overwatch? And why is Luis such a handsome mofo? I did not read that part. <laughs> <laughs> It's in the genes, I guess. And by I that know. part, he means the the question of right. Oh yeah, right he, he knew one hundred percent about that. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom part. Uh, um, I don't know. I think Paladins, uh, well, the developer, what High Reds Studios or something mm-hmm. like. That. I think they just cared more. <laughs> Honestly, I think they wanted to beat them to the punch. And be like, hey, we're the Overwatch for this platform. Mm-hmm. And then Blizzard was like, but now nah, though, we're the Overwatch <laughs> on this platform. And then maybe eventually they'll get it to 60, but just to get out the door. Yeah. I guess it'd be like the maps, maybe like the character designs. Like I, I reviewed Paladins and it's like, it plays like Overwatch, but I think it's more simplified looking than Overwatch. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's like, cause there's more game modes, I think in Overwatch that require more action. So it's probably more just like a, hey, we don't want one mode that runs 60 and then like a bigger mode that runs at 30. That's true. But I've, yeah. I haven't played the thing, so who knows? It could, it could be something <laughs> I would know once I play the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'll wait for the Digital Foundry video. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I forgot that's out like in a, like a month, less than a month at this yeah. point. Yeah. October 15th. Oh, it's Retro 3 2. Yep, same day. That day is going to be oh just explode. <laughs> so much stuff so, so much, much stuff, stuff. yeah great question uh we'll find out all things considered Peter and bessie asked for aj why is the blue why is blue the best tunic choice in Link's awakening spoiler alert style and he said ah, sure. i see luis is a man of culture too let me know if you want to come on the podcast sometime and talk about hyrulean fashion and uh, what then does he, he said mean by man of culture I don't know, but you know who obviously isn't a man of culture? <laughs> Yours truly. He, he, means, he means because you like the tweet that he said that, so he assumed that you, you agreed with it, what he said. Oh, I do agree. You the, know, blue's the best color. That's why it's the colors on so my Joy-Con, and it's why you should be getting the, the turquoise. Switch light. Yeah. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I right. saw pre- or footage with them in those color tunics, but I don't know where to get them. I just realized, like, I don't have... What? Yeah. Didn't you play this stupid game? No, <laughs> it's in the color dungeon. Oh, okay. I obviously didn't find the color dungeon yet. <laughs> well, go find the color dungeon to. and then beat it and then pick blue. I, oh, 100% I'm going to pick blue. I'm not dumb. I mean... Yeah, that was a that was actually a, a dumb, bonus thing. Because they, re- they re-released Awakening as a Game Boy colored game with right. DX, and yeah. that was, like, the bonus thing mm-hmm. that was also now in the Switch version. I need to find it. Right. I'm so dumb. Yes. But yeah, there you go. Um, uh, Sorry. Sorry that not everybody's a man of culture, Pete. I'm sorry that I (laughs) have failed you in such a miserable way. But here we go. Uh, Dat Dude, also also animated, same person, um, said, 
Favorite snack to eat while gaming? Also, why am I so great? Also, favorite cartoon growing up? And that's all I got. Um, okay, first question. I don't know. I don't usually eat when I'm playing yeah, games. Same. I like, I drink like juice or something. I'll drink coffee because I got to stay awake to play these JRPGs, you know? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, mostly I care more about having a good beverage of some sort, which I mean, I don't know, water, sometimes soda kinds of things. Um, but snacking while I play, like I don't really think about that most of the time. I think also a lot of the times just with my schedule, I'll just like be like, uh, I'm going to play some games now as opposed to tomorrow i'm gonna dedicatedly sit down for a while and like have a gaming session quote unquote like i don't really have a chance to do that a whole lot so i don't really prepare snacks so much as just like i'm I'm just gonna eat something if i want to eat something (laughs) yeah Yeah. uh why am i so great uh okay so i think context Mm -hmm. for this is so uh long time ago like like when this channel first started uh it was around when Pokemon Tournament came out and he was like playing this game and I was like, yo, I'll freaking, because he was a subscriber mm-hmm. around that time. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, I'll freaking play uh, a Pokemon Tournament on your stream and I destroyed him. Nice. <laughs> um, so then when Smash Bros. was coming out, he was like, yo, it's like I'm about to smack everybody in this blah, blah. And I replied and I was like, hmm. <laughs> and I put like the eyeball emojis and he was like, yo, that's a different game. It doesn't count. So fast forward to Smash Bros. coming out, I destroyed him. <laughs> Uh, so then <laughs> he was talking about Pokemon coming out. He's like, yo, all my followers about to like get like catch these hands or whatever, right? And then I put the eye emojis again, and then that's where that came from. Where he was like, yo, I'm hitting the lab in Smash Brothers. You're not going to beat me again, but I was all crap. So that's where uh-huh. that came from. There you go. He's delusional. Okay, we'll Basically. see how it'll go. <laughs> <laughs> so favorite cartoon then, uh, growing up? Favorite, yeah, favorite cartoon. Uh, you guys go first because I, I I have to think about this. Man, it's hard. There's so many good, like good ones. I there I mean, so Pokemon Dude, I like anime is age range. I feel like I'm still growing up. Yeah, hey, you're not wrong. Yeah, I'm just gonna list off a whole bunch and like not whatever. Uh, obviously, Pokemon anime, but then also Hey Arnold, Dexter's Lab, um, yes, Fairly yes. Odd Parents, um, yes. Powerpuff Girls are pretty great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are the first ones that come to mind. There's lots more. Um, a couple French cartoons. It depends on it depends on like what period. Because yeah. like when I was younger, I liked Rugrats. Rugrats was dope. Mm-hmm. When I was like six. Rugrats still dope. <laughs> yeah, but like all grown up. Okay, maybe not so that. grown. Maybe not so dope. Okay, you know. Right. 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 So that's why I'm saying like specific uh-huh. age group, like age period. Because like as I got older, that was the thing that was on yeah. TV. Um, so yeah, like that one's not dope. Uh, another show that I liked around that age was, uh, they had, you know, they had the two different Sonic the Hedgehog cartoons. Sonic. Sure. X or it Sonic, was like S- uh, Sonic Underground? Sat- no, 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 no. That's just before Sonic Underground X. and that Sonic- other one. <laughs> yeah, it was like Sonic Sat AM or whatever. And then it was like Underground. The, the saturday morning cartoon one was the one i liked that one was dope the other one was like too much like the sonic like edgy fan base yeah, like, yeah. that's the beginnings of that i was like ah, i don't really like that one that much but the other one is fun all right i feel like i gotta i gotta reach out for some like non non-common ones so avatar the last airbender <laughs> okay uh, nice also dope Ed and eddie mm-hmm I wasn't allowed to watch that because my mom thought it was too annoying. <laughs> she was like, I don't want you doing any of that stuff. That's super dumb and annoying. So I wasn't allowed to watch it. Uh, Curse the Carly Dog. Uh, mm-hmm. Codename Kids Next Door. 
Oh, here, here's a really odd one. I'd be surprised if anyone gets this. Uh, Code Lyoko. I was super into that as a kid. That one's dope too. Yeah, was, that was a French I a, anime. I had a Wii game for that. Yeah. Shout out to France this podcast. Yeah, man. Uh, True. Or Belgium, whichever. Say, showdown. Okay. Yes. Um, what did you never watch that part? No, I didn't. So I I was in oh, France you. for for most most of the so until I was ten. Well, ages like okay. one to ten, I was in France. Um, mm. But so, what was the French anime you mentioned? Because I'm super curious Code about Lyoko. that. Code Lyoko. Interesting. Code I Lyoko. wonder if it that was, was like a bunch of kids go to a dorm school, uh, have, find like a computer. The computer has scanners that send them into this like. VR okay, world. started 2003. I moved. I I left France literally 2002. <laughs> so I, I was like, oh, I feel like I would have known about that, but. Yeah, that probably explains it. Cool. No, that's that seems like a cool one. Nice. I. Uh, yep. There we go. I've got more, there's I'm four. sure, but there's just so many good ones. So you know what? Here we are. All right. What's a weird French one that we don't um, know? Okay. So <laughs> Titeuf and Albert le Cinquième Mousquetaire. Those are uh, oh, those are the ones that I can think of. Remember going up watching that on Cartoon Network. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, those are some good ones. Uh, Titeuf was like, it's like a just annoying. It's funny because like French cartoons. It, I don't know. Thinking about it too, like swearing in France is so much less of a thing with kids. Like I just don't really swear in English. I don't know. It's just a thing. Oh yeah, I um, But like, there's no reason for it other than I just don't. But then like growing up mm, in France, yeah. I didn't realize that like so much of what I said was swear words like it just it's just part of the vernacular or whatever and so like you just be swearing all the time and uh, so it's just really funny so like french um cartoons i feel like we're kind of the same way where it's like a lot of them are like a lot raunchier for like a targeted 10 year old cartoon in france than a targeted 10 year old cartoon in the u.s maybe that's not the case now but at least at the time that definitely felt like it so it's just funny yeah, so Tito was definitely one questionable scenes in it too for like what i guess i didn't know was french at the time but like now knowing it now I, yeah. It makes sense. It's not a Western cartoon. Yes. Kolioko goes. Yeah. There. I mean, like in in Tuff, again, like it's a kids' cartoon. It's based off of uh, like a comic book kind of thing. And there's all sorts of times like that. I it kind of feels a bit more like um, what's uh, Big Mouth like that, where it's like you know kids growing yeah. up or whatever. But it's like, like them hitting puberty, so it's that. like. And yeah, so it's it's a little bit more like that, but it's targeted at kids. Where there's scenes where they're like, um, like looking at porn magazines and stuff, and they're ten, and it like kind of you know like blurs out some things, but it's like very obviously like, well, that's important right there. And you're like, I'm a kid. Uh, what are you doing? That seems like that seems like an edit in any sort of thing too. They I can do, see but that. They yeah. do it more so in a thing of like you watch that after the fact, and you're like, oh right. shoot, like I yeah, didn't know that right. thing like, I think it's also like whatever that like. Like, I think animation over the years have started to not look down on kids. Like, obviously, like, you're a kid, but we know you know stuff, so. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's interesting. All right, we're going to keep moving. Here we go. Benjamin Aquino says, my question is about Miis. They're not nearly as popular now as they were on Wii and 3DS. Do you think Nintendo is working on something heavily Mii-centric to, quote-unquote, bring them back? What do you think they could do to make them popular again? And would you care? I think that they kind of like are trying to detach themselves from Mies, but it's weird because like they keep updating them, but they're moving them more in the background. Like with with Wii U, it felt like they wanted them to be at the forefront with like Miiverse and like all that yeah, stuff. The, so, you know, like, the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but 
after like after the initial launch and then being like, hey, you have this profile and it's associated with your me and you like talk to other me's and it's like this whole thing. They didn't really come out with a lot of games that focused on that. And I think the only game that I have that I even look at my me is Mario Kart because <laughs> yeah. Smash Brothers. I don't want to be a B. I'm not playing Smash Brothers to be B. You're playing Sands, I'm you playing know. Everyone plays Sands now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have Sands. <laughs> Just redeem that gold coin you have. You know, it makes it That's free. Right. Easy True. enough. True. Yeah, no, I definitely I agree as far as them like it seems like they're distancing themselves from it Well, it's funny because that's one of the things like people just really enjoy making I mean people make bitmojis or memojis or whatever these days So like that's just a thing, but um That's something that just like I think people enjoy as well Like when you know when Ashley made herself a profile on mine She made herself a me and like that's just a fun thing to do. So that's Yeah, like I don't know like I feel like I did that less and less with every console. Yeah. Like we, like that was a thing oh, absolutely. to do. Where it was like, man, we're just going to make me's. Like I'm going to make a cookie monster <laughs> me. Like that yeah. type of crap. You gotta, you gotta get like, your me ready for that. Everybody look... votes channel man. Yeah, and then with Wii U, I didn't mess with any of that. I just made my me, and then Switch. I didn't even do that. I just transferred my me from my Wii yep. U. <laughs> so it's like. I don't. I don't even know what the interface <laughs> looks like for the uh, the editor on yeah. there. Yeah, I think if if you ever see any return of the me, it'll probably be like the Animal Crossing characters, just like your own yeah. customized version. But mm-hmm. they're obviously getting away from it. They're not using it very much, so I wouldn't be surprised if they just cancel it out pretty soon. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, probably, I mean, they could bring it back. In terms of the question, like, could they do something to make it popular again? I think just stick them on the front of. You know, make it more like when you make when you buy a switch and you make a profile, it'll be like, go ahead and make your me. Like, I feel like I had to go out of my way to do it, like find it. Whereas mm-hmm. if they just made you do it on the front end, then there you go, it's popular again. So, but that's not to say they will or want to. Uh, last question. Yeah, oh, sorry, like, the the thing that's weird is like not even everybody like I, like I don't know. At least maybe you're the same. Mm-hmm. But I have so many friends on my Switch. And none of them use their me except for like a very select few. Like Parker, you don't even use your me. Mm, nope. Yeah, I'm sure don't. <laughs> I, f- I feel like because I maxed out my account at one point with friends, so like, most of yeah, them are Nintendo same. characters. I'm like one of the only few people that I think still uses their me's. Like my my me's just look like, or my profile account is like my me looking like real tired and sad. Because that's like usually it's like, hey, Luis is playing this game that's not out at nine in the morning or like six, seven in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like that me accurately represents like what's happening at the time. Uh, but yeah, everybody uses like whatever is the game they're currently playing. They're like, oh, a new Zelda's coming out, so like their profile picture is probably like Link or Zelda right now, and then it'll yeah. change as the new IP right. or the new first party game comes out. Yep, I mine is Cass because he was cool in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> That's about it. Um, yeah, so rip, rip, rip me. It's all, it's all my fault. Because Cast stepped in and showed everybody up with his accordion and his bird self. Um, Andre Carraza Miguens, um, specifically from Luis's channel, asked us a question. And here it goes. Uh, he said, I'll send my question here or through here in case you read it. Twitter is hashtag too toxic. What's the most non-Nintendo <laughs> game slash series that feels the most like a Nintendo game slash series? It's hmm. a good question. From I'm assuming from any platform. Uh, I would guess so. Yeah. I'm I'm primarily looking um, at first party. I'm not trying to look at third party. 
Right. I mean, because otherwise you could also like there's some Nintendo, you know, not first party stuff like it's not Nintendo, but it's exclusive to Nintendo. So like, yeah. you know, blah, blah, yeah, like that kind of stuff feels like maybe a bit like a cop out. <laughs> yeah. Or even games like uh, nin- Ninjala. Right. Yeah. Yes. Where it's just like a just straight up sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess one that comes to mind other than the VR component, Astrobot, like that's that yeah. seems mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, that could be a Nintendo thing. The thing that came to mind for me first was a uh, little big. That's what I was thinking. Anything Media Molecules made, so like uh, Tearaway or right. uh, yeah, that too. Dreams, like they're making Dreams on PS4. That totally looks like something they would launch with Labo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know. If you want like an easy cop out, rare, any rare game. So yeah, true. Kazooie. Like Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of anything else. Uh, I guess like Spyro. Yeah, I mean, Not if you really go back to like any yeah. of the mascot games from like PS1 mm-hmm. and 64 yeah. era. Yeah. Yeah, I think with that kind of thing, it's. And there's like plenty of other things where it's like, yeah, I mean, technically, what, Perfect Dark? No, not, I don't know. There's some games where it's like, that was a Nintendo game. And you're like, okay, if you say so. So then there's other franchises. You could just be like, uh, Resident Evil, like that's a Nintendo friend. And it's like, no, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I think all those ones you guys listed and are good ones. I, man, I feel like there's a perfect one somewhere and I just am not thinking of it, but those are some It's like ones. ukulele, had in time. Any yeah, man. Yes, very true. much so. Yeah. I mean, that said, Shovel tons Knight. of Shovel indie Knight. games. Yeah, like exactly. that yeah, right, exactly. Tons of indie games that are, like, trying to purposefully bring back that kind of feeling of, you know, of a that kind of a thing. So, mm-hmm. good stuff. And Death Stranding, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> very much so. Uh, yep, all right, moving along. These are questions from Discord. Um, and then this is we're closing out on the end of the show guys here we go Grimhain asked a question we answered the second half of it already but we're gonna ask the first half uh, now that this is a playstation podcast let's talk about state of play and how it <laughs> delivered exactly what should be expected for a console in what is probably its last year of being the primary console from a company it had more games than the 3ds did in the past year so really the people whining about how sony has a lot to learn from nintendo directs should maybe consider that there's just not gonna be big news game for ps4 in the coming year yeah, I mean, I would agree that you'll see, I mean, take this as a grain of salt, you'll probably see something around late February to early March regarding uh, number five somewhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, there, what mm-hmm. you're going to see now is like Last of Us, Death Stranding, and the very at the very tail end would be Ghost of Tsushima, but... Uh, yeah. You'll see the occasional indie, like, they just showed off uh, Humanity, which looks like gibberish. But it's the newest game to come from Enhance, which is the uh, the big Tetris Effect company that just mm, opened up. Right, yeah. Year. I don't think a lot of people made that connection. Um, you're going to be seeing like a lot more indies, mm-hmm. or like exclusive indies on the platform. And then around February, March, you'll probably hear some murmurs about some PlayStation 5 stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really good... I mean, what Grim Hain said and all that stuff is like, there's... There's not going to be as much for them to talk about. I mean, then again, they probably could have thrown in a couple more. Like, sometimes, obviously, quality over quantity. But a Mm -hmm. little more quantity isn't also necessarily a bad thing where they could throw in some, like, easy ones. Like, there's some stuff that comes out on Nintendo platforms or in Nintendo Directs where it's like, all right, who really cares about this? Sort of. Like, that wasn't a really big deal, but whatever. We got it anyway. So, you know, I mean, maybe, like, 
dead by daylight for someone would be that kind of thing you know? yeah um, i feel like that's what the the medieval demo reveal was like hey yeah. this really old playstation one games being remade here's like a demo play it right yeah. now so I feel like they could they could have just thrown in, you know, like talked to more third parties, found out more games that are like coming out soonish that just haven't gotten announced, but also coming up to holiday, there's just not going to be as many of those. Like most big third party games are either being prepared for, you know, the next console generation or already announced maybe or something. So um yeah, I think it is a hard time for them to blow us out of the water maybe in the same ways that other things. But then again, like I mean, they've definitely thought through their marketing strategy as far as like they don't want to talk about, um, I don't know what game, uh, Ghost of Tsushima or something like that. They don't want to talk about it until some later date or something like that. So I think you should go back and see like the Wii U Direct that came out before the September reveal of the Switch and then be like, hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Also, since uh, we're a PlayStation podcast now, I'm scared for PlayStation 5 in terms of like exclusives and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Off, like out the gate because like PlayStation 4 I don't think PlayStation 4 had an exclusive that I cared about until 2014 what was that like Infamous like Second Bloodborne, Bloodborne came out and I was like okay this game's dope I'm buying a PlayStation <laughs> uh, but like before that it was like like I feel like Nintendo always comes out the gate with at least one by the end of the first year that it comes out regardless of what it is like even like we had like um like Mario 3D World and stuff like that was that year one um yeah it's been so long ago i, think I don't it, I'm remember pretty sure it was like it was it wasn't like at launch but it was within the first year yeah i'm trying um, to remember it's been so long i don't know What's i i know i think 3d world might have might have been 2013 i think it was the year later i think it was 2013 mario Kart 8 came out the year it came like the year of the wii no 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 it wasn't because mario Bros. U deluxe it was like mass effect 3 nintendo land yeah it was like it was at the tail end of uh 2013 that's what i mean i mean within the launch year i don't mean like the it didn't come out in 2012 yeah shadow fall yeah yeah, like PlayStation Four took a while to mm-hmm. like get kicking. Yeah, I mean, I guess some of that because even now they kind of like leak out a little bit, and they're like usually really mm-hmm. good, but there's not that right. many of them. Where it's like, oh, you'll get maybe two exclusives from PlayStation uh-huh. every other. I mean, year. the thing that's yeah. interesting too is for a while PlayStation was really the only place that had. I mean, and still will be the case to some degree, but like having uh, just japanese games like japanese bigger budget games or something like that just aren't going to come to xbox and so they'll be like pc and ps4 and then some of those wouldn't come out to you know the obviously wouldn't come out to the wii u and stuff like that so whereas now like there's obviously some that still they won't bother to come to the switch like code vein or whatever isn't coming to the switch but it is coming to xbox i'm pretty sure um but so there's that's just going to be an interesting thing where like they'll have a little bit less exclusivity in that realm than they used to maybe um because now more more of it's coming to xbox because they're kind of developing those relationships with japanese developers even if it's not selling super well on there like they're at least trying and then similarly like now more of those are also coming out on nintendo consoles so um but i mean there's also plenty of people that'll just buy it for also third parties and stuff even if their first party stuff's kind of fewer and further between i mean yeah compared to maybe a nintendo console or something like that but um yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. 
Yep. So that's the PlayStation podcast <laughs> for this week. Also, they have like uh, I guess they do cross generational stuff. So if you already had a PS4 and you get you know like The Last of Us Two, if they put that out on PS5 as well, or goes Tsushima. I was about to say I would be shocked, or I was, I am shocked if they don't do The Last of Us Two on PlayStation. Yeah, you'll definitely I'd see also stranding. Be shocked that they don't do their, yeah. stranding. <laughs> My guess would be you see Stranding, uh, Last of Us 2, there on launch, and then Ghost of Shima, I imagine, is a holiday next year game Mm -hmm. that will also co-launch on PS5. Yep. I agree. Uh, Pitar35 asks a a very poignant question that really brings in a question everything else we've talked about. He says, what are video games? It's that thing your mommy yells at you to stop playing. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's what you do when you're not outside. I mean, unless you have a switch, in which case, maybe true, sometimes true. a little bit it's and your phone. So there you go. There's that good question. Patar 35. Who's even to say who's even to say Graham Hain asks again, some more questions. He says, when are you going to have a big blowout celebration podcast with notable guests on the channel? Like Dan, Max, Pete, Luis, Mitch, and may, I suppose maybe Bob all on. That sounds like How did I get on chaos. the notable guest list already. This is my first one. There you go. It happens just like that. <laughs> you, know, that you know what? He's being positive. <laughs> you know, he, he just is so. Uh, it's a little bit too late, but uh, knock it out. Hey, of uh, Grimhain, Grimhain, I, want, I want down. you. My, I want you to review my appearance on this podcast. Drop Good it in stuff. the Discord. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to play through an eighty-hour game for That's your right. Review. Just listen to exactly. a two-hour and fifteen-minute podcast. podcast. <laughs> Give me a score out of ten. You know. Tweet yep. it to me at Luis underscore GVN. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure maybe we can get more than one other person on at some point, but yeah, that's going to be chaos, if, especially the way we do yeah. things over here. Like, we would have to switch it up quite a bit, but you know what? Hey. And that podcast would be so That's off. I mean, that's what we're going to have to switch so up because, like, yeah. At this, the way we do it, it's just like, oh, let's talk about things till we're done talking about them. But yeah, that's going to, that would be a big old mess. Yeah. Uh, next question he's got yes. Super Mario World or Mario 3? You will be graded, but not judged for your answers. World. 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 100%. Easy enough. Cool. All right. Last question. <laughs> okay. Dogs or cats? You will both be graded and judged. Dogs. Shebas. Specifically, Shiva. <laughs> I don't want to answer this question. I so I so I won't. There you go. That's it. Um, I mean, you're allowed to be wrong. Wait, do you have I, a cat? I grew up with cats. Like I, I never had a dog. But you don't have a cat, so you answer I, the question. He's no, so my there wife is allergic to cats, but I would very much love to have cats as well and as my that's dogs. Even more of a reason to pick if dogs. I love. I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i both dogs and cats i think um cats like you have to have specifically the relationship of like you and my like me and my cat because otherwise like i don't know most cats and strangers is like not really a thing it's just whatever but um but your own cat like that's that's a good connection right there whereas dogs are like generally pretty nice to everybody and they're great and hilarious and wonderful so like i love them both so he just said dogs. I, dogs no, it's both. Canonical. Hey, you know what? I'm not answering answer. the question one way or another. As to Fnatic for approved. <laughs> Did you play Nintendo Dodge or Nintendo Cats? Uh, neither. I too. I'm too <laughs> good of a human to do that. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, okay. But that's it. Hey, you know what, guys? That's it from this. Luis, before we go away, where can everybody find you? Hopefully, they already did while they were listening. But in case they didn't. Uh, you can find me at youtube.com slash LuisGVN, that's L-U-I-S-G-V-N, and then uh, Twitter, Luis underscore GVN. Nice. 
Good stuff. Everybody go follow Luis. Tell him hello. Grimhane, give him a rating out of 10. And then otherwise, uh, <laughs> that's it from us. We are done. We will see you guys next time. Peace. Yeah, goodbye. Later.